live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live. Happy Tuesday, Deuce Mason, alongside Morgan Reagan and Chris Watkins. Tonight's a big one. Oh. Tonight's one you get juice for. They better be juice. Kings and Pelicans tonight. It's not your typical late March or is it March anymore? No. It's April. It's not your typical early April game. So this matters. Tuesday. It's not. Kings <laughs> Pelicans tonight in New Orleans, and it's a monster game. The Kings obviously trying to clinch the Pacific Division. The Pelicans trying to stay in the thick of things, maybe jumping to the sixth spot. I'm ready. Oh, Kings better bring it tonight. So you're not rooting on the Pelicans tonight. Wow. I'm just no, kidding. No, no, it that felt was, like, it that felt was like a while yesterday ago. that it was, <laughs> yeah. we were playing New Orleans. That was Orleans. so last week. I know, right. The, yeah. Yeah. Was, that, was that when we were playing we jazz were music? We were full-blown yeah. yeah, Pelicans fans. That was great vibes. Yeah. Chris, can, we, can we do that again? Yeah. That was so great. No, not tonight. Okay. We no. cannot do oh, that yeah, today. Oh, yeah, I guess we're not rooting for we No, I'm, I'm anti-jazz today. Right. Oh, I'm anti-anything New Orleans, to be honest. Got it. So anti-jazz would be... Gumbo. New metal. If you brought in fresh beignets today... Oh, Garbage. I'm throwing them on the ground. Yeah. Oh, I would eat them. No. Even on the ground, I would probably I, eat them. No, I would throw them on the ground. I'd step on them, and then you could eat them off my shoe. Ew, what is that? <laughs> like, imagination. No. <laughs> You're not. Nothing New Orleans today. Oh, my. What about anything pelicans? What if there was, like, a baby pelican no, storks. in storks. A baby pelican? Yeah. Don't. <laughs> no animal abuse in here. We got to do what Stop. we got to do tonight. <laughs> that that I'm integrity. Not, I'm not trying to like <laughs> oversell this game, but like, it, I think this one matters big time tonight. And must I know win? You're going, no, not a must win, but it's like, all right, Kings, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Are you ready? Because you are in the playoffs, but are you going to play like a playoff team against a team in the Pelicans that need to win? That have been playing some good basketball, seven and one over the last eight games. They're playing good defense. They've got a guy in Ingram who's obviously a problem. And you just got punked on your home floor against the Spurs. I think you're gonna learn a lot about this Kings team and where they are at right now because this is uh this is a big game. Well, we you and I, we've talked about okay, a couple of interesting things. Listening to your show. Chris and Co. before shout out plug before coming in and doing this show, you know, we heard you talking about how like you know I'm over that game on Sunday, I'm over, mm, and I yeah. hear Deuce just go, I'm not, I'm not over it, not? I'm not. And in what now? What Get I'll explain? It. What I'll explain? What he was kind of trying to explain <laughs> me was, you know, just their defensive breakdowns, the things that were so bad. If you watched that game, you would have thought that the San Antonio Spurs were one of the best team in the league, and that. It's not like it's just like from an emotional standpoint for Deuce. It's truly from a technical standpoint yeah, on the floor. Sure. Like if you can't mm, t- make you, the Spurs look different, look like the team that they are, what do you expect yourself to do in a postseason when it is a whole different game? You yeah. know? And so yes. just expectations <laughs> are so high that I feel that from you and I appreciate that from you. And, um, I'm kind of with you, Deuce. No, they need to play pissed off today. Yeah, I think I agree with you for sure. I probably didn't phrase it right. I would say emotionally, I would say I'm over Sunday's loss. I do think that the technical things, I think, are are very clear and obvious why that's not okay and why that is a legitimate concern. It is more just like from an intensity standpoint, I just feel like you – 
There's no, I, I mean, maybe this is me just projecting, but I just don't see how you could possibly not come out tonight with a different level of fire and not understand that what happened on Sunday need, like it has to be a wake up call because there's only three game or uh, three games left after tonight. Wow. So if it's not going to be tonight that you flip that switch, that you start to lock in, in that playoff mode, when is it going to be? Because, yeah. you know, the Denver game, the last game of the season are many guys even going to be playing that game. I don't, I, you know, from a Denver side and from a King side, that's one less game. So now there's only two games after today. There's only a certain amount of time that these guys have to figure it out. And if it's not going to be in the regular season, I don't know when it's going to be. Exactly. And this could be a team you play in the first round. Absolutely. They're, if they, if the Pelicans win tonight, there's, there's a more than decent shot that it is. Dude. So. Oof. This is unique. This is a big game. Yeah. From a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, if I'm Mike Brown, we're watching that last Warriors-Pelicans game and showing the level of physicality that was yes. played by both teams in the game and the level of physicality that they threw at Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. in that game, whether it was GP2, whether it was Kaminga or Draymond Green. you got to bring that level yeah. of toughness. Mm-hmm. It starts now. Like this... There's no like, hey, the playoffs are next week. Where are you in? Yay! No, 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 no. The next few games here, you play today against New Orleans, tomorrow against the Mavs. Who knows what type of Mavs team you'll be seeing tomorrow. But either way, could be desperate. And then Friday back here against the Golden State Warriors, another possible matchup in the first round. And that's it. You you look at two of these teams in the last stretch of your regular season games are teams that you could be facing in that first round of playoffs. Like, how great is it that you get that opportunity to be like, okay, what is it that they do so well? What is it do we need to do? What tweaks can we make from when we played them earlier in the season to take on into this game to like pre-post-game um, you know, practice this type of game, right? Mm-hmm. God, that's a lot of peas right there. Yeah, Pre post game practice this game, but truly, I, I, I just want to see the Kings not come out like this is just another game, mm-hmm. and that goes from your leader and De'Aaron Fox and Domas Sabonis all the way down the floor or all the way down the bench. Every guy needs to be locked in on a different level, and I think whenever we say that. It sounds almost cliche, like you got to be locked in and ready, but it's truly you'll know if they are by the way that they're standing in a defensive stance, by the way that they're rotating over when they're just playing a a man, simple defensive, just one simple defensive possession. You'll be able to tell what type of Kings team came into play. Yeah, you. I I hope to see them flying around out there. Deuce mentioned the physicality. I hope that they I, I feel like I haven't seen them all season, like set the tone physically. It feels like. They usually get hit in the mouth first and then kind of well, typically they don't really hit them back, but they'll they'll kind of adjust their game plan accordingly. I want to see this team be physical. I mean, uh New Orleans has a lot of length and we know we we've talked about it all season long how much length bothers these guys, but you know, if they're gonna go against CJ and Herb Jones and Trey Murphy and Brandon Ingram, like the only way that they're gonna be able to match those guys since they can't match them lengthwise is to 
physically yes. dominate them. Like that's that's how you make guys with length uncomfortable. And that's how it's going to have to be against any matchup Anybody. you are Absolutely. right in the postseason. Absolutely. But you look at the Pelicans, like you're saying, in that last matchup, the game was back and forth in mm-hmm. that first half, and then it wasn't really until that third quarter that the Kings outscored the Pelicans 38 to 20. So they came out strong in that second half, made their adjustments. But how can you just start from the yeah, beginning? From the jump, right? Right? Yeah. Is it too much to ask for? Uh, the other day, I know Boston. <laughs> Boston beat the brakes off of uh, uh, off of Milwaukee the other day by like forty. Can yeah. we get something like that? Can we get a yeah. statement game like that where it's like that's what we need that. tonight? Is a yeah. statement game, and it, because you know, let's be honest about the narrative right now. And narrative, what does it really mean? But the reality is, a lot of teams are looking at the Kings, absolutely going, all right. If we're gonna have a first round match, yep. like we don't want to be in the play in. But I really don't want to be fit. I think teams are fine where they land. But mm-hmm. if you had to choose, do you want to take on the Suns in the first round and Kevin Durant? Or no. do you want to play the Kings in the first round? Yeah. yeah, You can call it disrespect, whatever you want to call it. But I think most sane people would say, yeah, I'd rather have the Kings. I was talking to a Warriors fan at Coffee and and we were talking about that matchup against the Warriors possibly. And he's like, I want to see the Kings. and Because I, and, I was at first like, oh, I don't know. I want to see the Warriors. I don't want to really see anyone. He's like... I want to see the Kings, and he wasn't being disrespectful. He was more just being like, "You, I totally know our our mm-hmm. this offense, this team could score against the Kings with Wiggins coming right. back, and when they're crisp and good, they could absolutely, you know, match up with them offensively." And that's what I want to see. And I'm like, "Yeah, I I get it." Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, especially yeah, the the Warriors. I I not not just the Warriors. I think any team, like Deuce said, I, I it just makes sense. It's not even it's not even really disrespect to the Kings. It's more just respect yeah. for all of the other opponents who have been there and done that. Uh, and you know, it's I think Mike Brown even said it the other day. Like he would he would probably want to face the Kings too if he were a different team. You know, it makes sense, especially with the way that they've they've played recently. Yeah, it makes sense. It's so go smack the New Orleans Pelicans. Go, you got to make smack a statement. Them. You got to you got to make people respect you. It's it's how it goes. Rip their wings off and don't allow them to fly. You like that? A little aggressive. That's right? a little. Yeah, okay. that's a little too up. aggressive. Oh. Wings. When okay. you asked me about what do I do to a pelican, you know what I said? Nothing, and it just left the imagination. Yeah. You went and described yeah. what you would do to Didn't a even pelican. Put it down. Yeah. Just like, Fry it. Just hurt don't it. bake like, it. You mean, like that? Can you eat pelicans? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I know technically you can eat anything. We've already established that on the show. (laughs) Fry that beak and... Ew. I know. That's (laughs) the worst part. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting morbid. Where can you buy a pelican pelican meat? (laughs) I guarantee Florida. Florida for sure. Pelican Pelican meat is said to be tough and not to taste good. I'm sure, right? Well, you know what, what though? Pelicans eat. That's fish, what I want right? tonight. Oh. If I'm Mike Brown before the game, the pregame oh, meal. Yeah, just... Everyone's like, what's the pregame <laughs> meal tonight? Chicken and rice. Some, some... No, pelican meat. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm sorry, coach. What did you say? <laughs> pelican meat. It's, oh, my God. It's tough yeah. and it's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chew harder. Taste yeah. it. <laughs> Chew harder. We're so Everybody's weird. sick at halftime. Yeah. Everyone's like, Coach, my stomach isn't <laughs> Should good. they do that for like every game? Like Dallas, I guess you. What would you do? Uh, yeah. You eat a horse, I guess. Yeah. Uh, their, their mascot's a horse. Warriors, you eat like a warrior heart. Good. Oh, like, so, <laughs> now this got dark. <laughs> no, I like this. This is uh, what we need. Nuggets, to- you just eat a solid chicken gold nugget. Nu- oh. chicken, chicken nugget works. Oh. That's probably a lot safer. Cool in the chest is Pelican. Is Pelican, the catfish of the sky. 
Oh, God. Uh, Pelican jerky from Brooke. That might not be bad. That's probably pretty decent. That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, Yeah, because it's already tough. Oh, true. You know? Yeah. God, we're so God. Probably like $10,000 or something. Yeah. Price. The price, can we get to a segment about the price of jerky these days? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Inflation, I tell you. Huh. It's kind of crazy. You uh, try and buy a bag of jerky, it's like $15. Is it really? Yes. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. Make your own, man. I hear, all right. I'm not. I'm not old enough yet to start smoking my meats, but I. Do you don't hear- have to smoke. Don't you just dehydrate? Yeah, yeah you just dehydrate. Uh, just thin, <laughs> thin slices, and you, de- you have a dehydrator, and mm-hmm. just uh, in a dehydrator, it's yeah, like just, easy yeah. to find. Oh, okay, yeah. I was and like, just, yeah, just casually have a dehydrator. But well, no, no, like a, I'm serious. Like they're easy yeah. to like. Interesting. Easy, right. easy kitchen thing that you can ha- yeah. have. Yeah, people do like fruits and stuff, but like Maybe. do your that own seems turkey. Like a, it seems like a like a retired hobby. My brother used to. Do a whole bunch of jerky, really? yeah, and he's like in his thirties. You can do it too, yeah. Maybe some pelican jerky. The kings pelican might be jerky, munching yeah. on that. Uh, well, if we're not super confident about things uh-huh. right now, yeah. How's Kevin Garnett feel? We have sound that we were supposed to play yesterday, but the sound didn't work, and I got irritated. We're going to try to play it coming up next. It's Deuce and Mo with Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports eleven forty and SacktownSports dot com. Yeah, we had no NBA action yesterday because the national championship. Congratulations to UConn. Chris Watkins said he didn't watch the game. I didn't either. I was watching Monday Night Raw. And really disappointing. Ooh, yeah, actually, I, heard yeah. Was, I heard it was not great. Yeah, extremely disappointing. I actually watched a clip uh, this morning of, of Monday I did. I saw What was it? Uh, I saw the, the Cody Rhodes match. There was not a match. I, well, I saw him. I saw him get thrown around. There for you go. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Didn't make any sense. And you were vo- alert. You're at volleyball practice. I was at volleyball practice. How's your volleyball game, man? Mine is great. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I played in high school. You know, something CB like that. volleyball player in the house. Volleyball player. You <laughs> What's know, your mine? specialty? Uh, I'm just all around. I'm not a libero, but like I can do it all. You know, I, I front row, back row. Oh, isn't the wait the libero? Libero is the one that's like stay in the back and like you're you're just you kind get, of like the you passer. dig and oh you don't have to, but oh. it's just like your your best like defender should probably be the libero. Okay, they're oh. like always in the back row. But best defender, you know. what makes you a great libero? It's beginner volleyball okay so I've, I'm just the other people haven't played before and I played in high school do you so. coach youth volleyball no no I coached one year uh, at my old elementary school it was actually really fun but uh not again I'm not a coach oh I don't have the patience just not kids yeah, yeah. Like, kids are the they're, worst. they're they're the difficult worst. There was like seventh and eighth graders too oh that's they're the worst the, age the yeah, worst yeah. they're worst it was I just, don't know ninth and tenth graders aren't that great either yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, let's be honest there's like yeah, not just, a grade that they're great yeah. until they are no but middle school is the worst because they just Ugh. they're especially they think boys they know all together yeah they think they know yeah, anything yeah. they're just general not good people yeah, like little kids are cute, so it's like, oh, like that's like fine, and you get to give them back at the end. It's yeah. like goodbye. Yeah, go real. cry to your parents. No. You know, throw up over there. Yeah. Throw up. Yeah, dude, kids—they are so gross. They throw up and poop, and I was a big puker in, when I played like, sports. Yeah, like almost every single See? sports season, I was always incredibly out of shape. <laughs> but every single every Wait, single like, sports season, games or practices didn't matter. Practices more than like the first couple practices, like the first. Yeah, I mean, like when you're out of shape, but like also just like you know, sometimes coaches upset and makes us run like four more suicides, and I'm like, 
I, I don't have that in my bag. There's, <laughs> I remember playing with people like that. Football, yeah. Oh my gosh. I can go all day about how playing football, not that fun. Like <laughs> playing tackle football, <laughs> way overrated. Why? It's just not that fun. Like it's very, especially, well, I played offense and defensive line, not that fun. You just kind of do drills while uh. everybody else is catching, throwing, it's like stop doing drills. And go. Yeah, you guys stop. just you guys don't have that like Deuce Mason, yeah, no, Kobe I'm not Bryant, Kevin crazy Garnett athlete. mentality. Yeah, you know that what I mean? dog. Who the me? Best. I loved practice. I loved everything. Yeah, but you just I mean, I played one sport. You, you don't have that practice? intensity. Oh, I loved practice. I mean, basketball oh, yeah. was, I would write notes to my best friend in my class because she was my teammate, my AU mm-hmm. teammate. We'd write notes back and forth and I would sign it Morgan Reagan, number four for Chris Weber. <laughs> and we'd be like, I can't wait for practice. I can't wait for practice. Oh my God. I'm going to do this today at practice. I'm going to do, I was obsessed. Wow. Yeah. Obsessed. I didn't throw up much. See, I would lo- I would have loved to coach you. That sounds great. Oh yeah. No. It's Very also like, coachable. yeah, half the kids aren't trying to be there either. Yeah. It's just not, no. Yeah. Not I get it. Real coach's pet. Yeah, that's honestly Me? what it's. No, like. dude, I don't. I, no, I had to work. I had to work you had much your own harder. Thoughts, huh? You were like, yeah. we should be doing this. We should be running this. Why I, don't we? No, I just I listen. I put my head down and I listen. I never you argued. Weren't, you weren't the player that the coach had like. Now, if you were more like Reagan, we would be winning everything. No, there would be. I probably got that once or twice, but I also got times where like there was like in college there was like people older than me and in high school like would punch a locker next to my face and be like you need to pass the ball and then like this is like college like i'll never forget this one girl she like took my jersey and threw me to the ground in this rebounding drill and coach just goes get up freshman what is this yeah like there was there were some dark times in my basketball world but like i just i always wanted to be liked and i always wanted to be coachable so i just like put my head up worked hard boom go no that's great and you got punked. That's good to know. Like and the Kings I, st- did and I still get punked. Against the Spurs. Um, Kevin Garnett, man, I feel like KG, if he came back to Sacramento and attended the Kings game, he might get like a little standing ovation from Kings fans. He's been giving them a lot of love Anything this year. Anything is possible. Uh, Kevin Garnett uh, was talking. That was good, Chris. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, on Showtime, talking about Demonis and De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox getting on, man. Straight up. The league need to do something. Him and Sabonis. Sabonis Man. is a you know a triple a double double machine, triple double machine, leads the league in double doubles, twenty, thirteen, and seven plays Got one. all the time. Are they the new Stockton Malone? Ooh. 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 It's no two better. It's no two better, bro. We can say James and in 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 Joel, right? Mm-mm. We can say that, right? Mm-mm. Not like this though. Mm-mm. And the way that oh. Sabonis can pass that. Facts. They doing they, they like they doing the old. You remember when the ATL used to the bounce bacon, like this? The bacon, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you give it to Big Fella. Big Fella be bouncing. They got some shooters around. Like Sacramento is going to be fun in the yeah, playoffs. Like I said, I, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be uphill sledding because it's new to them, but they got talent. And this is where they start building their foundation is now because, I, like I said, I, I, I'm not going to be crazy and think because I work for them, they're going to win the championship. But I think they're going to make a very solid show. And I can see them yes, playing in the second are. round and get hot. Even going to what? the Western Conference Finals, they get hot. But I think this is a great building block to adding more pieces and, and continuing to build a, a steady foundation out there in sack. That's Matt Barnes with Kevin Garnett. Did you like how amped up Kevin Garnett gets when he's talking about the <laughs> so Kings? I love it. I, and you feel like yeah. it's it's genuine, you guys. Yeah, he gets more excited than I think a lot of people around here. Yeah, no, that sounded like <laughs> me and my friends talk. Like, he got so excited. 
There's a lot. There's a lot to go off of. There. Also, about twenty seconds was taken out because it couldn't even edit it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a long beep. He speaks point. my language, which yeah, I same. absolutely adore. Don't you think, though, in 2023, we should just be like, who cares? Let it fly. It fly. What do you think? What do you think I'm going to say to this? Yeah, I understand what you're going to say. I'm just think talking about the in children. general. The children do it. They cuss yeah. all the Although, time. I, all, and by the more. way, the kids are all on YouTube. Like they're right. all Thank listening you. to it. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. Um, yeah, Zach Lowe kind of had something in his his ten things about the Kings too. Where, or ten, I'm sorry, ten things about the NBA talking about the Kings, and he was mentioning, hey, playoff success, and he's like, yeah, the defense isn't great, but their offense is really good. Like they've got the potential to win a series or two, and so you know, you just hear more. And we're all like in it. Like, we're watching every yeah. game, dissecting, like, the smallest San Antonio loss hey, makes us feel terrible. Yeah, we're Alex Lynn, what, what's this mean? All of this stuff. And sometimes you're so in it, you can't see the big picture and see it clearly. Mm. And that's good and bad, right? Sometimes we yeah. get so caught up in the good, it's like, there's nothing bad. And I feel like now you start finding all the warts and all the issues. I don't think... Sorry, my headset just freaked out. That was weird. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, no? none of us it's heard like, it. Zzz, zzz, zzz. Oh, yeah, awful. In the middle of me talking. Um, no, oh, I but I think me. people are, are seeing like how dynamic the offense can be. And yeah. so, like, yeah, this is going to be an explosive offense. But a game like tonight against the Pelicans stands out to me so much because this Pelicans team has been playing really good defense over the last eight games when they're seven and one. Yeah. They're number one in defense. They get after it. It's doing it again in my head. Just I can oh, now I hear it, it from. Hear it. Oh yeah, yeah. my god! So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a tough challenge for sure. And it's it's one. This is a legit playoff test tonight. Is my point. That's I. I'm so with you on so many ways, Deuce. I just think the way that you talk about against the Spurs when you talk about Kessler Edwards letting Champagny go by him or Harrison Barnes having some. Uh, missed opportunities on the defensive end. Those moments, they they stood out so clearly. And I'm fine if if you're doing everything you can do, and then something a team is better than you, an individual is better than you, and they get by you. Or man, it's just like one blown opportunity. There's far too many of those, and we can't be talking about that tomorrow. We yeah. just absolutely can't. If you want to make sure that you are proving a point to other teams, what you're capable of defensively in the postseason. I can't get past the fact that he said that Fox and Sabonis are like. <laughs> Or <laughs> Carl Malone and John Stockton. I yeah. honestly, I've been thinking about that for like the past minute. Yeah, I, 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 also, I just don't. I like, mean, that's kind of insane. I don't like the comp now. Like you, you about fifteen I, years ago, comp. I'm like, yeah, I'm in this for sure. That's comp cool. That, that, as basketball players, I, not as uh, human beings. You know what? I can't not even, even for that reason. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole separate. Can of worms. See, separate, separate. <laughs> That's a separate can That's of worms. You start comparing, like, oh no, don't compare them to them. Yeah, it, but, yeah I'm sure. I uh, that comparison is absolutely insane. Yes. It's been half, it's been a full season, but I don't know if they're, I mean, Stockton Malone on the floor, like the greatest pick and roll combo. Sure. No, I know. I do think the Kings, (laughs) I mean, I couldn't just just let that slide. We just like let that go. Yeah. I I think I let it go from the standpoint that I'm like, it's just KG being KG a little bit there. But uh, yeah, I think, I think they're an underrated duo to be honest for for what they've, I mean, they might both be all NBA guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not many teams can say that. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back on the radio side in just a few minutes. Uh, If you don't know, we're always live. Go to youtube.com slash Sacktown sports, 1140. It's Deuce and Mo with Chris Watkins on Sacktown sports. 
and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. So if they say pelican meat is like tough and gross, so we're making pelican eggs. Chris, so uh, what kind of eggs do you want? Uh, Definitely over easy. For over sure. easy yeah. pelican egg? Yeah. I want that yolk. Mm. Yeah, I'm going scrambled with pelican eggs. You Probably just don't the know. Safest way. Poached, yeah. please. You- Poached? I'm sorry, ma'am. We do not do that. Poached here. or die. I'm I, a big. You can die. Fan. Yeah. Really? I, I'm so, not a fan. You, Ugh. You're at a breakfast place. I'm making you food, and you're gonna ask for a poached egg. Correct. Get those eggs, Benny. Yeah. No, we, we sorry, we don't serve that. Well, it's, then why are we at a breakfast place that doesn't serve that? <laughs> we We're, keep it simple. That is simple. No, that's it's a very... It's called boiling water and, like, vinegar or that's something. A, that's a very white person thing. Get out of here. Wow, <laughs> taking shots push. at me. Yeah. You know, I, myself, yeah no. I myself make a very good Chipotle Eggs Benedict. Chipotle? Ooh. Nom, nom, nom. Yes. Chris, we're simple. Yeah. You want to... I get you We're over culture. Easy. Yeah, scrambled. Yeah. <laughs> Will you poach my egg, please? Scrambled. Cold. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Got scrambled. Yeah. 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 What is yeah. that? Sure. sure. <laughs> Not the order of a three-year-old. <laughs> I don't think there's a good way to consume pelican eggs. If oh, I had to scrambled guess, scrambled for sure. It's probably the safest. I mean, yeah, you can just douse it yeah. with hot sauce. And- Put a little cheese in there too. Deuce is the person that still like cuts up his hot dog. You know. Okay, that's not. It's not true. That's some serial killer yeah. right there. Uh, Bradley says scrambled. What are you, five? <laughs> Who doesn't like scrambled eggs? Love them. I mean, yeah. They're great. Scrambled eggs are great. Yeah. But like, if I, I like would if ra- you get a choice. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Chris. If you get a choice yeah. as an adult, I'm going poached. God, it's so weird. Two of the four people in here said yeah. poached. <laughs> po- but how, yours is different. You're saying egg benedict. Okay, that's, that's acceptable. That's poached egg. You don't, then you say, I want an egg benedict. No. <laughs> Not poached egg. No, Deuce, you can still like a poached egg and not get the bread and the ham and the cheese and the benedict sauce. Yeah. What? No one or the hol- holidays? Hollandaise? Hollandaise. Hollandaise. Yeah, whatever. The, what do you mean no one does that? You're... You are such a weirdo that you don't know this as a, a thirty-year-old. They man. wouldn't offer it to you if no one got it. Thank you. You could. They it say, "How do you like standard. your eggs?" Poached. I would say it's standard. Like if it's, you go to Morning Fork right now, like yeah. you can definitely get some. Shout out Morning. Oh, it, shout out Morning, Morning Fork. Fork. Morning Fork. You go there. So can good. I get a poached egg? They'd be like, "You want you want eggs Benedict?" No, they would. Want- <laughs> they would say, "Dude, sure, that, no that problem, is normal. sir." No, it's, it's one of our six different ways that we can prepare your eggs. It's yeah, not absolutely. normal to him because he didn't grow up with like certain things. So he's like, "Oh, poached egg. That's like that's super elegant, and, and it's, it's not. It's definitely it a feels, process for sure. It feels like it like, would be like. I mean, it's not the same. It's super like, easy. You Thank just you. get like a hard boiled. Can you order hard boiled eggs? It's Probably. Not, that's what poached eggs are. Right. Pretty if much, you, right? Just I pretty outside much. of the... I have no idea how to make a poached egg. Boil water, okay. put the egg in the water. You crack it in there, Or right? you crack it in there, yeah. and but there's something else. But what you do is... Vinegar you, or something? You can't add vinegar, but you stir up the water. Yeah. And then you put the egg in, so it then it so it the stays egg together, right? Yeah, wraps around just again. Yeah. That's that's a bougie thing. I've to never do. made. My girlfriend loves. You want? It's easier than scrambled eggs. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. Easier than easier. scrambled eggs. It's less yes. work. Oh but yeah, it's let's easier. get the pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's 
and then just dump it. Get the spatula and mix yep. it. You're done. That's, that's it. not scrambled eggs. That's just putting an egg on a pan and scrambling yeah. it up. Scrambled eggs, you put in a bowl, yeah, yeah. you put a little bit of milk, some salt and you pepper, and then you whisk it. You whisk it. Unnecessary. I'm not putting milk in my egg. Okay, oat milk, whisk no. it. Oat milk? <laughs> you don't need milk. No. That, thank you. That's God. <laughs> Maybe you'd understand life a little better if you went through life like I went through life. I mean, maybe you'd appreciate things a little more. That's a weird thing to say. One, as eggs? a white man <laughs> in this group of people right now. <laughs> Deuce has been oppressed, okay? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, what I did want to talk about yeah, besides eating pelican eggs. Uh huh. <laughs> That's <laughs> how so much we hate the Pelicans yeah. today. Um, Mike Brown <laughs> is getting some Coach of the Year yeah. love, not just from the media now. I saw our buddy Mark Jones tweet out a couple of things. Talked to a couple of NBA head coaches yesterday. He mentioned Darvin Ham on the Coach of the Year race saying, it's Mike Brown all day. Uh, Dwayne Casey from the Pistons says, it's Mike Brown. I don't think it's close. Mark Jones also said another coach said it's a no-brainer. And how about OKC head coach Mark Dagnall giving Mike Brown a lot of love? I voted for Mike Brown. Okay. We did. So you there's already voted. Yeah. There's a, I think there's a coaches association one. Right, right. Um, and then there's a media one. Mm-hmm. I voted for Mike Brown. I, I just think the job that, you know, that team has not made the playoffs in a long time. And I think that because of that, there was a, an external stigma that existed around that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think I, I really admire the energy he brought to that job when he got the job um, because it wasn't just a matter of like going somewhere and maximizing the personnel. I thought that he really has brought a swagger and confidence uh, to a group and to an organization that externally at least – you know, looks like it needed it yeah. because they hadn't made a playoffs in a long, in a long time, and it, it's been kind of a punchline. Mm-hmm. And he's leaned right into that. Um, and I have a lot of admiration for kind of the cultural flip that he's been able to do there because they carry themselves with great confidence, um, and and that's who I voted for. Yeah. But I mean, no slight on the other great coaches that have had great years, but I just I have a particular admiration for the way that he's gone about it this year, dude. Mark Dagnall of the OKC Thunder. Mm. Some high praise. A lot of praise. How That's do you pronounce not... his name, by the way? Dagnall. I like... What you call I No, I, just, call? I had to like do research yesterday just to figure out how to pronounce his name. I watched like four YouTube videos. Yeah. Of the o- it's Apparently it's Deg. Like they say it. Dagnall? Deg, like it's D-E-G. Dagnall. Dagnault. Nolt? Nolt. It's Dagnault. 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 Yeah. Mark Dagnall. Dagnall. Now I think I'm it's all messed. E. Like it's more of an E. Eh like Marky D. Coach Marky D. Yeah, that's also all what right, I was thinking. No, of. I, I was got, like, the players definitely call him Coach D. I have something. the pronunciation guide now from okay. Casey Thunder. It's D A Y G. Dag. Dash. Nalt. So it is Dagnalt. Dagnalt. So, so then it is how it's spelled. Dagnalt. That makes sense. So okay. Coach Dagnalt had gotcha. some <laughs> high praise. For Mike Brown there. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah and cool. it's that's much more than like, hey, he did a good job this year. It's like, right. no, he shifted the culture. Right. Like, he is taking a, a team that has not done anything, right. has been a punchline, and turned into around. I think that's really cool. And with the pieces, talking about the pieces and the personnel that he had, and he got the most out of them. Yeah. I think that's something that I keep looking at for this season whenever I 
had low expectations for this team to start this season was because it was, man, do you need to have a big three, a big name in this league to get those wins? And obviously, whenever we talk to people, they still say, like, talent trumps all. It does. It totally does. But... But it is a team sport at the end of the day, and you can accomplish so much. You can see so much success if you have the right people bringing the most out of these guys, leading them to success. Yeah, I I like to hear him mention the the fact that this team is, frankly, I think he even said, like, has has kind of been a joke of a franchise for for 16 years. I think that's a big part, uh, if not the biggest part, of Mike Brown's Coach of the Year campaign. You know, it's not just about what he's done with the team this season, the fact that he's turned it around the way he has. It's the fact that... People were kind of trying to stay away from this job. Like it was, it was known that, like, yeah, the, how big of a task it would be to bring this team back. And I think that's that's just such a massive part of, of why Mike Brown does deserve it is because this is not a job that many people would have even accepted, would have even taken on the challenge of. And he's turned it around in one year. What if Mike Brown went to the locker room tonight and took Greg from the YouTube chat's advice? Oh, hey, what am I losing this one, guys? In hopes that the Pelicans can rise up to the sixth seed. Uh, no. What? You can't do that. <laughs> Dislike. Why? Dislike. I, I want to avoid this team. I want to avoid. T- no, you embrace it. I don't care if it's the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Clippers. Bring it on. They're you all going to be difficult. You cannot have that as a player. Mm-mm. You cannot have the mindset of, I don't want to play that team. Well, guess what? You're gonna if you want to keep going in the playoffs, you're gonna have to beat somebody. So you embrace it. You don't play the game of well, let's lose to uh, make sure uh, maybe the Pelicans move up. Uh, the Pelicans could beat you in the first round. Mm-hmm. They could. Yep. Just as easily uh, as the Warriors can. Greg, you son of a you son you of you AA Ron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so speaking mad. of that, let's play a game called okay. Rank the <laughs> Opponents. Okay. We'll look at the potential opponents in the first round. It's Deuce and Mo with Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140 and Sacktown It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, whether you're watching us on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Listening at 1140 AM, shout out radio people or the free Sacktown Sports app. We got live and local content all day, 6A to 6P, right here on Sacktown Sports 1140. And if you're in the YouTube feed right now, do us a favor. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button because all it does is help us grow this channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Hunter Patterson from The Athletic coming up at noon. Uh, I want to play a little game with you guys, maybe in the chat, too. What's the game? Rank these opponents! Uh, welcome into the show. Hey, Deuce Mason's your host for this, Morgan Reagan, yeah. Chris Watkins. Kings have that number three spot, but who could they be playing? Ooh. So in this game, we're going to rank one being the one you want to see most down okay. to. I don't want to see this team. I'm a coward. Oh. Uh, the options on rank these opponents. opponents. We've got the L.A. Clippers. No Paul George. Right now they're in the fifth spot, but they're right there. They could fall pretty quickly to number six. They're 41 and 38. No Paul George. You still have got Kawhi Leonard. you got the Golden State Warriors right now sitting at the sixth spot. They have a matchup at home tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
the surging Lakers, 14 and 6 in their last 20 games. They're killing it. They're in the seventh spot, but a half game out of six. And the last candidate I'm putting in there, the Kings opponent tonight, the New Orleans Pelicans, who also sit a half game out of six. So if you're ranking one through four, one, the team, you're like, all right, I'm cool with it. Uh, four being, I don't want that team. How do you rank the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, and Pelicans? Really quick, pretty crazy how quickly the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves fell, too. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Oh. Oh, it's just interesting. What? I was just, someone was on this show multiple times just talking about how they're a little different with Cat. And mm-hmm. yes, breaking news, they're better without him. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Wasn't that you? I think yeah. it was. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they Oof. beat the Kings. Yeah, they 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 did beat the Kings. Yeah. Cat didn't play. Oh. Nas Reed is down. He's out with a fractured wrist. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Okay. Get rid of that guy. Okay. Well, all right. Let's continue on. Rank these opponents. opponents. All right. So I'm going to start with. Um, I would first. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I guess I would first want to see. Oof. I can't decide between the Pelicans or the Clippers. Yep. The number which okay, so which one are we going to go with? <laughs> we I made us on a team all of a sudden. I think. Mm. I, because so mm. you think about the Pelicans, even if they mm. have Zion back, like who knows what mm. we've seen Zion come back every time, and he comes back pretty hot, right? Yeah. Like always a tough matchup for people, even if he's out of shape, whatever he figures it out. Um, with the Clippers, though, without Paul George. Yeah. If we're if we're saying without Paul George, I think I'll go Clippers one. And even if you have a limping Paul George, yeah. right? Like you're still yeah, for sure. So, uh, there's both teams present similar size issues and, sure. and length issues that the Kings, as we continue to say, have not dealt well with. No. Um, but the Clippers, we've also seen the Kings take care. I mean, we I feel like you know that that double overtime it game. Tough. It's tough to imagine that the Clippers <laughs> can give a better offensive performance than that. So are we? I think, I think I'm going to go Clippers just Ooh. because they also, you know, Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. You don't know which way that's going to go. If they're going to, it's. I mean, they've relied on Russ a lot. I think more than anybody could have anticipated wow. uh, since they got him. I, I would put my money on. I think. Um, I think the Clippers would would be the best matchup for. Yeah, deal with Kawhi Leonard in a, a series. That's what he brings great. defensively. That's not great. But all of every influence. single one of Ty these Lue. teams, every single one of these teams has somebody that you could let. You can go down the list and with it's all like, of these teams, and there's there's tough tough matchups and tough. Do players. you want to go up against Valanciunas or do you want to go up against Zubats? Like, does one right. scare you more than the other? Yeah. And then Plumlee, like, there's you're so right. You yeah. you go. I mean, Herb Jones. I just look at him defensively. No, his long Larry arms Nance yeah. coming off the bench. I mean, even coming just, off the bench, Jason Richardson, uh, Josh Richardson, Jason Richardson. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have a really deep bench, and like all, all of them are long, versatile players. And I just so, so we'll go Clippers, I think I'm first. go Clippers first. The basketball mind has the Clippers number one. We Yay! all agree. Yay! All right, number two. Are you guys just Pelicans? Going? Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm struggling with this one. Why are you putting someone else there? He wants to put Golden State. There. No, I want to put potentially the Lakers. Um, no. I think the Pelicans, no. you just mentioned some of the things with the Pelicans, though, that mm-hmm. make you worried, right? Totally. They, they have a guy. Brandon Ingram. They've got shooting. They've got length. They've got guys who can get after it. And then you do have the prospect that Zion could come back. I wouldn't bet on that, And though. what about Jose Alvarado? He's like, still out at oh, this point. I know he is, yeah. but like, I was, even with him. Yeah, I don't know his prognosis. Okay, yeah. got it. 
Think you're not a doctor, just yeah, a basketball mind. So sorry. But I will say uh, number two, then the Pelicans. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, but it's close for me. Number three for you. Number three. Um, let's see. Would you rather go up against Warriors or Lakers? AD, Vanderbilt, LeBron, yeah. Reeves, Russell, or would you rather go like you I know? I cannot believe we're throwing Reeves' name in there. I, I'm Dude, just I'm just doing I just their starting at Austin lineup. Reeves numbers okay. in the month of March. 17 points per game, 50% from the field, just under 40%. How many from times, three. how many games with LeBron during that stretch? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, exactly. I, I saw he averaged. Those numbers uh, are going down. But also, I'm just going over that starting lineup, okay. just throwing that up there. So you got that starting lineup, then you go like more Curry, Clay, Draymond, what, Poole? <clears throat> I think <sighs> you got to go Lakers at three just because also. They can get hurt, you know? Like, there's a real possibility if you're playing Anthony Davis and LeBron James, can they string? I mean, I, I don't know if I can see them stringing multiple playoff series together, but can they play six straight games? So you would want to play the Warriors, games. like, last. Like, if you. With the addition of Wiggins, it definitely changes That's, the equation. Oh, yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about I'm that. With yeah, that. It changes I'm with the it. equation. It's not just Wiggins, it's Gary Payton the second, too. For sure. Yeah. And the yeah, fact for sure. that this team has done it before, the road record is weird, for sure. And I'm not trying to downplay, I still see their weaknesses. But when I watched them in that Pelicans game last week, come back from 20 down and yeah. what the level of the intensity they brought defensively, yeah. it's just a team that, although I'm not convinced they could repeat or at least mm-hmm. they could maybe come out, they're still scary enough. You had Wiggins. Yeah. It's another guy who we saw in the NBA Finals last year play some incredible defense. Same thing against Dallas in the Conference Finals. What he did against Luka, they just have multiple guys who could defend, and then you add in, they've got Steph Curry. All right. That's scary. Yeah. Lakers and then Warriors for me then. Yeah. it's We all agree. I think, I think yeah. that's where I'm going. It's also in a Warriors and or, and or Lakers series, I worry about the, the, the Kings home crowd. I really do. I, I've seen way too many I Laker know. and Warrior games where, that, where Golden 1 centers – 50-50, if not more, for the other team. I suspect. I know people want to say during playoffs they'll keep their tickets. They won't. I just see it being a 30, at least probably 40%. Lake. 40%? I think, I think it's going to be a lot of Lakers, a lot of Warrior fans. You s- they, and, you know, even if the if the Kings do play the Warriors, too, that's... That Resale is, tickets that are too expensive. Tough. Too expensive. Too expensive. Too expensive, and, and and just, too expensive for whom? Just anyone. But you, not I mean, for Laker or well, Warrior fans. My, Those my, are my probably, point, though, is like Lakers fans. Yeah, if you're in Sacramento, I see your hand, Morgan. It's very distracting, actually. <laughs> if you can, you actually just put it down for two seconds. I, I will get to you. This is like a teacher. Like you seriously going to just leave your hand up? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't wait to hear how great this I'm point is. I'm just messing with no, you ahead, now. Go ahead. What was your point? I don't even, be good. It wasn't no, even a ahead. point. I was literally just waving She's scratching it. her head. It's like, what is happening? I don't even know what I was going to say. Now, now you know how teachers feel. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah, that's like kids are like I'm jumping up and down go with my party. hand. Mr. Hand. Mr. Okay, Mason has the most patience yeah. in the world. Sure. Ask your question like or say one what you're thing. Say. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh. Thank you, Daddy Deuce. <laughs> what I was going to say is, if you're a Lakers fan and you're in Sacramento, it's obviously cheaper. To right, just stay in Sacramento, absolutely, instead of traveling down south. <clears throat> There's so, a yeah. lot of Laker fans here locally, also. Ugh. There's a lot, a lot of Warrior fans too. Morgan, go <sighs> ahead, just just say what you want to say. We don't need to do this. We're not going to carry this in the hour two. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, just saying. Earlier in the year, there was just a lot of people that were there that were <laughs> annoying from both those. Are teams you really? As well. You're really grumpy now. I thought that was kind of mean how you approached that situation. 
because you act like you are Mr. All-Star. Nothing distracts you. Nothing that you can dance right now. You could like moon me right now yeah. and I wouldn't be distracted. Morgan, distracted. I'd be like, that's a not little. appropriate. He did get distracted by the can the yes. other day too. Yeah, yeah thank I'm, you. I'm noticing some trends. Thank you. Yeah. Like when he's so irritated yeah. or something, he like. <laughs> oh, I was here. I was in a great mood. But yeah. like when you're trying to talk and someone's like. This is and this is a Reagan thing. Just know it's a Reagan thing. Her brother does it too. They'll be having a conversation about something. It's like a good conversation. Yeah. The other person raises their hand. You know, it's like oh, like that's a standard practice. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It is he's, an absolute standard practice, and it's like it, he's it's just, just you know, he's it, just it, it makes you feel like your point doesn't matter. <laughs> because I have my hand up and I have something I need to get in. I will now. say that that's better than I know a lot of people who just interject. Thank you. And who are just like, oh, I know you're too. talking right now, oh, it's but all like bad. I'm just breaking into this sentence and like I have something to say. Chris, whose side are you on? Is what we need I'm to trying, I'm trying to figure it maybe out. Maybe you should I'm trying listen. To figure it out right maybe now. Maybe you should listen. <laughs> God. I'm not here to take sides. No, I'm just here for an hour and then I get to go. Okay. <laughs> Then it's Chris's job. This is Chris. It's to go. Then the other Chris. All right. Uh, Chris and Cole, you can hear it again tomorrow yeah. morning right here on Sacktown Sports from 10 to 11. Hopefully, you're talking about a big Kings win. Mm. I hope so. Mm. I really hope so because I can't. I don't know what I'll talk about. I really don't <laughs> know what I will talk about if uh, if they lose today. Tomorrow. If they lose tonight, I, I, I If I they know. lose tonight, you have to go back to, to well, NBA.com and well. like look at every single play that pissed you off and then just break down every single play that pissed that's you off a, for an hour. That sounds great. Right? And then, you know, the glory is we'll have another game tomorrow, right? There you go. Dallas, Dallas tomorrow. Bounce. Bounce. Not, why am I calling I, it? Why am I just realizing, too, that travel? Not great. I know. New Orleans to Dallas? I mean, well, that's not, that bad, that's not too bad, right? A couple hours? Like two no, hours? Like an hour. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> In my head, Terrible. Terrible. I guess I'm just thinking how big Texas is and- Still a back-to-back against a team that may, uh, Mm. they could be down soon. All right, coming up next, we check in with our buddy Hunter Patterson from The Athletic. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Sports. Oh, it's a big game tonight for the Sacramento Kings. They win tonight. They win the Pacific Division for the first time since 2003. And they are taking on a team that's been red hot. 7-1 in their last eight games. And, oh, by the way, the Pelicans, they're half game out of the sixth spot in the Western Conference. Could be a potential first-round matchup Oof. for the Sacramento Kings. So, a lot on the line tonight. How do the Kings respond? So much to go over with our next guest, our buddy from The Athletic. He's the one and only Hunter Patterson. What's up, Hunter? What's up, y'all? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, dude. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm excited to uh, check this game out tonight. So Yeah. Ooh. What, makes you, what makes you so excited about checking out tonight's game? Uh, Deuce, you mentioned it, but the fact that the Pelicans are playing really well, um, B.I. is averaging roughly like 30 over his last 10 games. Mm. So it'll it'll be uh, a good matchup, I think. Yeah, it's just a good test, too, especially coming off what we saw in that Spurs game, which they've had some disappointing moments at home this year. That one, I I don't know. It's just one that sticks with you, and I have to imagine for a king that Kings team, it's got to stick with them even more because although the Spurs 
are known as a bad team. They've got guys who are desperate. They're trying to, you know, get contracts in the future. They just played hard. They played tough. They played with force. If you had never watched these two teams play, you'd be like, oh, the Spurs are really awesome. This Kings team's kind of soft. And Mike Brown kind of mentioned that after the game. So I think tonight, too, is kind of about the response from the Kings. Yeah, and I think they should be really eager to play. Um, by now, you, you they, they proved a lot this season, but I think they should play as though they have something to prove tonight. Um, and I personally respect and, and think it's a great thing that Coach Mike Brown is actually challenging them after these games and um, almost like pleading for someone, anyone to step up. So I think hopefully they'll they'll answer the call on that tonight. Yeah, and I, I think when you look at their, their last game against the Pelicans and you just see what happened in that first half, the game was going back and forth, and then it wasn't really until that second half, that third quarter, that the Kings pulled away. They outscored the Pelicans, did a much better job. I just, I feel like we haven't seen too many games lately where they're coming out from the start. They're really punching them down right when the game starts, not making those adjustments at the half. And I get it. It's the NBA. It's a game of runs. Like teams, even if they have their G League guys or their second unit guys playing these games, those guys are trying to showcase their talents. They're working hard out there. But what do you think it's going to take for the Kings to really start the game with that type of strength? I think being aggressive and not settling. Um, This is such a great three-point shooting team that they can kind of like fall in love with that oftentimes. Um, And it everything is easier kind of like when you're attacking the rim. Um, You're kind of drawing the defense in, able to kick out. Um, So I look for them to be aggressive and while taking threes and and being aware from from three-point arc and everything, like I would look for them to attack the basket and be aggressive pretty early. You know, it's something I asked Mike Brown before last game. I was curious to get your perspective on this. Just the difference between this team at home versus the road. We're now to the yeah. near the end of the season. The Kings' road record is better than their home record. And then you start like looking at some of the numbers. They're number one in offensive rating at home and 29th in defense mm. at home. Then you look at the road. They're number three in offensive rating and ninth in defense. That disparity is pretty crazy from the home defense compared to the road defense. Do you have any like theories or maybe things you've maybe seen from this team that would explain it? It's it's an interesting kind of situation because you would assume based on the intensity at every single game at Golden One that there would be um, that the players would match that essentially, and I think maybe they can kind of rely on oh well we know if we if we get down and, and we make a run the crowd will kind of like pick us up a bit. Um, so maybe that's one theory. They like relax knowing the crowd can can um, kind of like give them a jolt of energy oftentimes. Um, but really when you, you, you mentioned some of the numbers too, they just don't shoot well at home. Um, from, from three, I think they're like 38%, which it, it's not terrible, but it's not as well as they shoot on the road. So um, I don't know if it's they're, they're just more relaxed in general and more focused on the road, but uh, today would be a great time for them to be locked in yeah. and focused on the road. It would be because then, you know, like we keep saying, they can build those those good habits going into the postseason, but those numbers that do share do do worry me because you're like the fifth person we've asked about 
why why those numbers are the way they are, especially defensively on their home court. And you talk about the shooting not being as great. I'm sure that has a little bit to do with defensively not getting the stops they want, not pushing the ball up, not being all in that one motion within some of their shots. Do you think maybe that has something to do with their shooting ability at home too? Yeah, because I think oftentimes you can overthink and and you miss a shot on offense, you get back on defense, and you're still in your head about that play or what you could have done better. And now you're uh, missing a cutter to the basket, and that's a quick layup. So I think that definitely can play into it. And when you're not making shots, uh, it's just everything is a bit more tense, and and that could translate to, to defense as well. I think the other thing about tonight's game that I'm eager to see is just how they deal with a Pelicans team that's got that length, right? You got Herb Jones, you got Ingram, you've got some legit size with mm-hmm. Valanchunas, Nance, you know, even if they throw Jackson Hayes out there sometimes. Yeah. They have a lot of guys that, you know, Trey Murphy, a lot of length. And we've seen that bug the Kings this year. So I'm curious to see how the Kings respond to that. And I thought last game, the one thing that was disappointing for me is, you know, De'Aaron was 0 for 8 from 3. I thought he settled a lot from downtown. And we talk about shooting threes. And to me, it's not just about the number of threes. It's about the quality of threes. Are you getting these threes off good ball movement? Are you attacking the paint? I felt like the Kings didn't do that a lot. They got to get the defense moving a little bit. But I'm also curious to see how they handle this Pelicans defense. I agree. Like to that that first point, just about struggling with more um, like lengthy teams, that is something that uh, whenever I'm asked about playoff matchups, I kind of stray from those those longer athletic teams. Um, but as you mentioned, almost like one through five, um, with the exception of Jose, who I think is injured now, but yeah. they're, they're a really tall team. Um, and we've seen that kind of hurt the Kings a bit, especially when Domas is off the floor. Um, but Alex Lynn has been looking pretty uh, – formidable off the bench and and able to kind of hold things down in that five spot um so i i yeah that's it it should be interesting to see how how they match up with longer teams we should we should play rank the opponents opponents with hunter yeah yeah we can totally play that all right so (laughs) it's pretty simple we're looking at the four most likely opponents for the kings in the first round the Clippers in the fifth spot right now. The Warriors six. You've got the Lakers a half game out of that sixth spot. They're in seventh right now in the Pelicans. So the Clippers, Pelicans, uh, Warriors, and Lakers are the four most likely at this point. If you were to rank them one through four, one being the team that you think would be the best matchup for Sacramento, four being yeah. the team that I don't want anything to do with. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I, the first team off, off the rip there, I would say I would be the Clippers just because they're having a hard time staying healthy in general. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi is playing well, but, um, supporting cast isn't, isn't necessarily the greatest without full strength. So from there I would go, um, Pelicans just because of inexperience, although they are, um, a, a longer team. Uh, then I would have to go, and this isn't because of matchups, honestly. Um, mm. But Lakers, I would have to put them there just because they've <laughs> they have LeBron, bit inconsistent. Um, and I, last team I would want to play is the Warriors. Dude, 
You have the same order yeah, as I think all- everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think and I'm not super confident. It's not like I'm going, "Oh, it's obvious it's the Clippers one." I no. think these four teams are Look, the West is just tough. It's really yeah. tough. The difference between and I mean, you just look at the standings right now as we enter the final week of the season when the difference between 6 and 10 is what three games Mm. you know like that's pretty wild this time of the year I mean actually the difference between five and ten is three games so yeah it makes it challenging to kind of figure out who would be the best matchup and I I think the Clippers my thing with the Lakers LeBron and AD of course I think the addition of Vanderbilt they had Beasley like they've got some intriguing depth you know, this is not the same Lakers team we saw at the start of the year with Westbrook. And um, fe- they look like they're feeling fresh, too. Yeah, yeah. And But it all for them, it all comes down to, can those guys stay healthy? Is sure. LeBron going to stay good? Is AD going to stay all right? Which, you know, it seems like every game he's got a scare. Yeah. There's always a game where, like, oh, I think he ruptured his Achilles. Oh, wait, he just has a scratch on his left ankle. You know, <laughs> it's just some of the reactions you see out there. Um, so that's what makes one it of, tough. One of the things, though, too, like I, even though I have the the Warriors in that wouldn't want to face them position, um, if we're looking just at this season alone, they don't play well on the road. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wiggins is kind of back into the fold, but who knows how long it's going to take him to be playing at that that level he was last postseason. Um, and we've seen Steph have 50 points and lose this season as well. So, uh if we were just looking at this season alone and not counting all of their championship pedigree and everything, I would say that they do match up well with the Warriors, but you can never count them out. I, Dude, I yes. think the thing with Steph, though, what and the Warriors, it's like they're getting things together at the perfect time. For sure. Yeah. Steph, if he plays the rest of the games this year, ends up missing 29 games, right? How many games has Andrew Wiggins even played this year? I don't even know. I'd have to. I I'm thought he look. missed like the last twenty or something. But he, I think he was banged up a couple of times before that yeah. this year. So Andrew Wiggins this season for the Warriors has played thirty-seven games. Wow. So you go, okay. Well, Steph's back now. Gary Payton was not on this team to start the year. Uh-uh. He's not only on the team; he's back and playing now. And he knows the system. Yeah, I mean, the. And they've done it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, like, I, I've clowned on their road record, too. But I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's not the same team. And this is a right. team that's one together. They get everything together. They're going to have a shot here. And they're super dangerous. They scare the hell out of me now. And I, I didn't yeah. think I was going to feel that way. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. That's exactly why I have them, all things considered, last on that list. Yeah. Be- yeah. I don't – I mean, that's – I think that's a lot of us, right? I think sometimes we keep going postseason's a whole different basketball game. Uh, it's you got to look at experience, experience, and the Kings don't have a lot of experience. Well, you know, there's some, there's some guys, there's some individuals, there's coaches mm-hmm. on this Kings, a uh, part of this Kings organization that have that experience, but. When you look at the Warriors as a whole, they know when and how to turn it on. And on top of all that, the fact that guys are back, feeling healthy, feeling good, and and you're seeing in some of these ugly games, they're finding a way to either 
crawl back and get a win or look crisp and precise on the offensive end, even when things aren't working out. Like you just can't count them out until they actually die until they actually go down. And that's, yeah, I think that's why we all at the end have them down on our list. Okay. But let's rank this then we'll we'll take out the Pelicans and Clippers because we know they're going to be near the bottom. Okay. Who, Who would feel sweeter? You think for Kings fans, like if the Kings beat, the Warriors or Lakers, what would be sweeter for Kings fans? Uh, oh, I'm going to go Lakers. Still. I still, I just think that like there's something about that color, everything about them that's just like, oh, like I think it would sting more if the, if the Kings lost to the Lakers too. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Hunter? I think just because of all the recent success that the Warriors have had and um, it, there's been like fun kind of back and forth like Twitter, Twitter action and things. So, and just proximity, I, I would say Warriors just right now. Yeah, I, I'm having a tough time with it. I think from a Warriors perspective, you'd be beating the defending champs. True. And in some ways, that's a good point. You might be closing the door on that team. Ooh, you could be the one it. that like ends oh, there. Yeah, yeah, like you. <laughs> You just dug there. This is going to be a different team. Bob Myers could be gone. Maybe Steve Kerr goes, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Retires. Draymond could be. It could be the end of the Warriors as we know it. The Lakers, it's all more um, nostalgic. It's They hurt us before. The last time we were here and in a prime position, they beat us in that game seven. We hate the Lakers. So I get both sides. Yeah. I completely get both sides to it, you know? Yeah, but. I for I think sometimes, too, when I look at, like, Lakers and their fans and thinking about them being at Golden 1 Center, I'm like, they've got some nasty fans. Where, like, Golden State, you just got some bandwagoners, right, that are like, yeah, I've been following this team since Steph Curry's been leading the way. And it's like, okay, cool. So, I don't know. For me, there's just, like, so many different angles when it comes to um, – beating the Lakers but either way I it if it is one of those teams I feel like you have to win that first round right like for 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 just <laughs> bragging purposes for respect for so much it would more. feel so sweet to beat one of those teams for sure yes it would be. I'm I'm under the the umbrella of people who like this season as is is a success but I am also just in personal everyday life very competitive um, and I know the players aren't thinking that way either. De'Aaron's, he's, they've all been vocal about wanting to be successful at the highest level. Um, so I, it's interesting because I think this season is a win, but it's not going to feel as complete if they don't win a series necessarily. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. I think this season by far, I mean, it's absolutely a win, especially based on expectations, mm. based on what Sabonis and Fox did. Based on what Mike Brown has like, kind of molded this team to be and changed the culture, it's no doubt about it. Win, and I think sometimes you do have to just go through that pain to get to the next step. You have to learn how to win. But with that said, I still think the Kings can win a series, and even if they play the Lakers or Warriors, it's it. This whole narrative that people don't, they'd rather, they just want to see the Kings, I think is blown way out of proportion. I don't think any team's like excited to take on a team with an offense like the Kings have with shooting and spacing with Fox and Sabonis. But if they were to choose between that and the plan, 
they'll take a series. Or if they have to choose between that and the Suns, they're taking the Kings because the Suns have players who have been there before. They've got KD. They've got Booker, CP3. There's that established thing. But I don't think anyone's like, yeah, give me the Kings. That's an easy matchup at all. Yeah, and I mean, when you when you look at the reason for saying it, I can understand. But even the way Mike has has mentioned after losses once again, I can see why teams might want to come play us. He's actively preparing um, mm-hmm. his guys, I think, for uh, kind of maybe having a little chip on their shoulder, at least being well aware that teams have said that and been vocal about it. So um, I think Mike will have them prepared. Hopefully, they'll they'll have a chip on their shoulder and invite teams to want to come play them yeah i'm i'm with you i think you know even the way that he he whenever he talks at practices after games i feel like he's heard you know the other day talking about their mentality being on the softer side of things and i just i i hope they do respond even on a whole different level understanding what's at stake do you get that vibe like there's enough people even with less postseason experience that they are capable of responding to what he's talking about yeah I like De'Aaron's echoing his message in in the postgame pressers like the alarm's been going off we've we've got to kind of like answer the call um and I think you made a good point too about uh there's been a lot made about the lack of experience but individually there are people on the team uh Mike of course Domas has been in a seven game series against LeBron um HB is one one with the Warriors. So there are individuals on the team who could help them as a collective with that inexperience. Uh, do you have a prediction for Kings Pelicans tonight? Ooh. Um, I saw that the spread, I believe, was Pelicans minus four. Yeah. Um, and I, if I were a betting man, I would take the Kings in that situation. Um, just because they don't really ever get blown out often or blow teams out it feels um so i'm expecting a close game and with as much disappointment as they may have felt in the past couple of days i think they'll be able to get it done well make they, sure I, i'm excited to see how they respond and i encourage everyone to check out the athletic hunter patterson one of the up and coming stars mm. in the biz mm-hmm. really appreciate you hanging out man I appreciate you having me. I, I love talking with y'all. So Thanks, Hunter. Dude, we'll see you soon. Probably Friday against the Warriors, right? Are you going to be there? Yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll be there. So. All right, see cool. You guys soon. See you then. Sounds good. Appreciate you right. so much for hanging out with us. And coming up next, Morgan Reagan. Yeah. <sighs> the return of Truth or Trash. Ayo. It's been a while since we've done Truth or Trash. Has it? It's been a week. Yeah. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a while, you know? We do that. We'll do it coming up next. Juice and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140 and com. Recognize this song? So that's the one. Yeah. I did not. I, I don't know why I wasn't thinking it was like. I guess every song feels like it's a mixture of some new song That's these kind of days. What music is, to be honest, it, it, it's cool. That's though. what all art is. Yeah, and I love that. They and I, say the best ask for permission to use something, but the best take it. Ooh, Damn. I like that. I you see that in this creative world of things that we do, where 
there's a lot of, a lot of times I'll see like, oh, I already did that. And another content creator is doing it, but I always take it as a compliment. And all it does is light a little fire under my tush to do something better. This is where I get hippie-ish. Ooh. Is that, I mean, I think this idea of like you see people like, oh, their song sounds just like my song. Like, I need to sue them to get the money that they owe me for that song. And I think just like if we're all creating something together, shouldn't it be like, well, I'm using you to do this. You probably took something from somebody else. Totally. From somebody else. So, dude, let's all calm down. So steal is what you steal and like profit off other people's work. the, the The problem is the profit, right? The problem that you're running into is because, oh, this person's making a ton of money and I didn't make anything. That's why I need to sue them. Yeah. When in reality, that shouldn't be the issue to begin with. See? We shouldn't. A deeper societal issue. Exactly. We sh- our mindsets shouldn't go there in the first place. Well, let's get the truth or trash. Oh. Huh? Truth or trash. We tell you what's real and what's downright garbage. It's truth or trash. Truth. Or trash. With Deuce and Moe. It's pretty simple. We'll give you a statement. We'll tell you if it's truth or trash. First one, Morgan Reagan. The Kings defense may be bad, but that offense can take them on a deep playoff run. I keep, I mean, I keep doubting them. I keep doubting them and they keep proving me wrong. So why... Why, with the numbers, with where they are in the Western Conference, shouldn't I believe that? Well, let me counter my question to myself. I will say, sometimes we do have to look at the postseason, and when we say this, this is a fact. The postseason is a different game. How teams hone in on an opponent in a series is so different than a one-game regular season game that they go up against, right? Sometimes they have a game plan, other times... It's just it, they don't execute it. In a seven-game series, there's so many different ways to screw with a team that is really good at one thing, and that's my only worry. But I'm just going to go with truth because I shouldn't doubt them anymore. I think they just have so many weapons offensively, and it's not just like, oh, it's De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. It's a dribble handoffs with literally everyone, constant moving movement and great shooting. Here's an interesting stat from NBA.com if you want to uh, – Get a little more information before dropping the truth or trash. Oh, sure. Even though you just said truth. I did. Um, Over the previous 26 seasons for which we have play-by-play data, only two of the 104 teams that have reached the conference finals have ranked as low as 25th on defense in the regular season. So, out of 104, 104 teams that have been that bad defensively, only two have reached the conference finals you got to go back to the 2009-10 Phoenix Suns and the 2017-18 Cavaliers who made it. So you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. Okay. We also haven't. This is a historic offense, too. Yes. But that's why I like tonight's game I'm so into because I want to see how they play against a team that's like, we got to win. Pelicans, we got to win today. We don't want to be in the play-in. We were in it before. We want to be in the top six. They have to win tonight. Are you more... when? When you look at tonight's game against the Pelicans, are you are you looking at the overall picture, or are you more looking at what they can accomplish defensively tonight? I know you you're like, oh, you want them to Everything. take care of business. I want okay, to see okay. them like, I want them to be the aggressor. I want them to punch first. I want them to set the tone. The Pelicans are a good team. It could be a battle, and yeah. if it's a close game, I'm not. Don't get offended at a close game. Sure, you get offended by things you saw against San Antonio coming back tonight and going, okay. 
they're getting sh- or they're getting shut down defensively. They're struggling to get things off offensively. You you got to play your game and get it going. Yeah, I'm with you. I want I just I, that's what I want to see kind of what we were talking about with Hunter is just like starting off the game strong. How can you set that tone, that physicality right out of the gate? You need to see them do that now to build those habits going into the postseason. Uh, with Andrew Wiggins returning to the Dubs, they are a sleeping giant in the Western Conference. Truth. I don't care how many games he's been out. You see they plug-and-play system there at, in, uh, with Golden State. And, I mean, GP2 comes back, and he's already been a spark. Uh, when this team plays well together, and then you add just one more good player that has been so important to this team and what they can accomplish. Yeah, sleeping giant, however you want to put it. Yeah, Yes, truth, <laughs> truth. And Wiggins, they don't win the finals last year if they don't have Andrew Wiggins. And, you know, we for a while weren't sure if Wiggins was coming back this year. And now that you know he is back, it may take him a week or two to get back in that basketball shape. Um, and they're going to have some time before the playoffs start. But he is... Very impactful for them, especially as a defender and another guy that can go out there and get buckets. And, you know, I think DiVincenzo has been good for them. You add GP2 to the mix. And, oh, by the way, we're talking about just supporting cast, okay? So now you bring in Steph. Clay's had some really great moments this season. Yeah, and they've done it. They've absolutely done it. And this is a year in which the West, you go, who's a favorite? And you can make a case for teams. Go ahead, make your case for Denver. We can poke flaws in it, poke holes in it. Make your case for the Suns. You can poke holes in it. There is not a team that you could sit here for certainty today and be like, that's the favorite. And there are a lot of years we have been able to say that. And the amount I doubted the Golden State Warriors last year, and then they ended up becoming the champions. I mean, it's it's so hard to count them out. And I know all season long we're like, well, it's a different team. It's a different team. Well, somehow at the trade deadline, they got a guy back on their squad to kind of make it look like a little bit more like the team last year. Health has been a factor, but then people are getting more and more healthy. All the drama and the punching in the beginning of the season seems to be under swept under the rug for now. And they understand what's at stake. They understand that this might be the last run that they have together. Morgan Reagan, if the Mavs don't make the postseason, by the way, they are a game out of the playing right now. Yeah. Don't be surprised if Luca asks for a trade. I'm I'm gonna go with false. I'm gonna go with. You got sausage arms and cankles. Yes, yes. I'm gonna go with trash though. I am gonna go with trash. I can't imagine that he's there yet. Like, bro, you gotta take care of yourself before you're gonna start sausage arms and cankles. You know, before you're gonna start demanding trades and everything. Although everyone in this league and everyone that has coached him seems to put him on a pedestal anyway and doesn't seem to elaborate on how the game should be played with his skill set, right? I think sometimes that's something that needs to be taken out of him is is not – I. there's so many coaches with star players that just say, hey, just go, or hey, run a pick and roll with these two and then Luca will, will collapse the defense and create – that shouldn't be the offense because he's capable. He's such a smart player. He's so he can do so much more. You got to help and bring that out of him as a coach. He's also got to make sure that he's working on himself and his body in this offseason. So I'm just going to go trash. Yeah, I think trash, but it is definitely something to watch going forward. Sure. This is a massive offseason for the Mavs, and I just don't know how they go about it mm-hmm. to get the talent needed. You know, it's. <sighs> 
It's got to be tough for a Mavs fan to watch what Jalen Brunson is doing with the Knicks this year. Yeah. He was here. Or even Porzingis to a lesser extent because he's on a losing team. Porzingis having a career year about to get like a big extension from the Wizards. You're going, why didn't these players reach their full potential here? What? We saw Brunson win them playoff games last year against Uh the Utah Jazz when Luka was out. Yep. Why wasn't that same level? Like, Brunson was good for them. He was important, no doubt. But he wasn't this guy that we have seen with the New York Knicks. And there's something about that freedom he has. And now, on top of all of that drama, I mean, whatever you want to call it, they've now made the final last few trades of whatever defense they had left to get Kyrie Irving on the squad who can just walk. Just walk, right? And then, you know, it's not that they're just bad defensively. They don't rebound either. Right. So, it's a it's a really bad situation. So, to, uh, add to that truth or trash. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> what? Kyrie Irving is leaving Dallas this offseason. <laughs> I love that, Chris. Like, ooh. I'm trying to. I wanted to think. How do I want to word this? Well, okay. We we saw the other day, and we talked about this a little bit on the show that uh, Bill Simmons said that like. <laughs> It's so stupid. <laughs> the LeBron, Draymond, Kyrie thing yeah. in Dallas with Luka. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like he heard a rumbling, whatever, whatever. Either way, I don't I don't believe that. So I'm going to go with truth. No. He's walking. I think trash he's staying. Because really? I think the Mavs are so desperate to save face on this trade that they'll give him what he wants. You? Oh, I like that. Yeah, wow. I, think, I know. I do. I do. What do you, how do you feel, too, about what Hawks fans did the other night to Luka? What'd they do? Saw this on NBA Reddit. When they do. At one point in the game, I don't think you're going to like this. They were chanting, you are fat. <gasps> no. Luca. That's even, that's even, you got to make it a little more colorful. Just mm. can't out and say you're fat. Mm. You're a fat ass. No. Like that? How is that better? No, it's not better. I was just trying to make it more, that's not, I don't like any of it again, but I'm just trying to be like. Let's go Tubbs. Let's oh, go Tubbs. That's Let's better. Let's go Tubbs. That's- we're just having fun with it. You saw my first genuine reaction to yeah. that. I hate it. I don't like it. I think that's weird. I, you know, it's funny if he like was was like on the verge of chubby, but now he's like gone over that verge. He's not gone over that verge. For for an NBA player that didn't look like that a yes, year ago, for an NBA yes, player. I mean, oh yeah, in, in no, over I over the edge and not verge, but yeah, thank I'm you, saying. over yeah. the edge. But either but either way, in society, I think people have fat phobia, which is so strange and whatever. But in NBA, it can be fun and playful. But now I feel like Luca for an NBA player, like that is that is a real. He's in problem. bad shape. Yes, He's in bad shape. maybe yes. he requests that trade because he needs to get out of Texas. I'll tell you, it's very easy to get fat in Texas. It's easy to get fat anywhere. Anywhere. Do you see what we're fed here in the United States? Like, come on. God, hand me a carrot. We do have some more truth or trash coming up, too. I kind of love truth or trash. Me, too. Including the in-season tournament that the NBA is going to have is going to be a huge hit. We'll do that. So much more. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. Sports. Juice Mason, Morgan, Reagan. We're on until 2 p.m. Then it's Cattles and Rami. Is it true Cattles is back today? Correct. After Ooh. being at WrestleMania. Well. Well, what? Nothing. 
Oh. He's back. Sorry, I was trying. Yeah, see, caught her. She was distracted. No, I wasn't distracted. I was just shocked because I had like, have you ever had this happen where you like you send a DM and then it doesn't go through? No. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just. I that was my first time. I was like, wait, what the hell? I saw that not signed. And Probably then yes, we were talking. What, what else should we say about Nick Cattles finally being back? Is that what we're, ta- we're are we I'm talking? Just talking about he's being he's back today at two o'clock. Finally, finally. Nick Cattles, Lysol everywhere. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's gonna be back two to six. No, to, or a shorter show. Oh, it's yeah. 2 o'clock yeah. to like 3.30 because uh, then we got game day on to get you ready for Kings and Pelicans. A huge game, by the way, at 1. We got our Kings insider. Frankie Cardicelli will be live in studio with us talking some Kings and Pelicans. We're continuing on, though, with a little truth or trash, Morgan Reagan. I love it. Here's one for you. Okay. Uh, Jill Biden wanted to invite LSU and the runner-up Iowa to the White House. That's a great idea, right? This makes me so sad. Why is she treating women sports like we're all winners? Because everyone didn't win. That that didn't happen. Invite all the teams that were in the tournament. You know, like it's all calm. Yeah, like like you gotta res- put some respect on LSU's name. It's so it's such a weird thing. And by the way, awful timing to drop that. <laughs> Awful time. Oh, let's invite them both. No, it's always been reserved for the winners. Favorite thing that happened, though? Yeah. Angel Reese. I love, I am obsessed with her, by the way. She only had 150,000 followers yesterday or like earlier in the day, whatever. And she's at a million now, by the way, because she's become just an absolute sensation. And she tweeted about that and said, what a joke or like a joke or something. I'm just like, yes, speak your truth. Jill Biden's uh, press secretary walked it back pretty quickly today. Yeah. Why well, she should. Yeah. Do your job. <laughs> but, but what about this? Here's an idea. What? Okay, so the winner goes to the White House. Okay. How about the loser of the championship game, whatever sport? Because of Miralaga? Goes to the loser <laughs> of the presidential campaign. Okay. No. No. That's an absolute no. Uh, no, I just thought it was, yeah, it, it's, it was just, um, I'm glad they walked it back. Yeah. It's like, no, like, that, they, how it doesn't get that honor. They didn't win the game. Yeah, no, I, I, I felt like it was just not only disrespectful to LSU, I was thinking in my head, it just like, it kind of minimized like yeah. women's sports to me a little bit. It was like, oh, but they aren't, it's so good out there. I also really don't like teams going to the White House. Yeah. It's just been a tradition that's been around forever. Since so. the 80s. Yeah. And now that everything's just like. So really not forever. Keeps getting worse. Like, I mean, it's, like, it's 40 plus years. 40 plus years. That's and a, then that was just the one. Time, and that was just the one time. Yeah. That's and then it wasn't until time. later that it actually started happening. Yeah. Um, next up, the NBA and the players avoided a lockout. Okay. Yay. They agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement. Which. Yes, you know. I I think we're still trying to learn more and more of the details of this collective bargaining agreement. It's going to take some time for, like, Bobby Marks to pour over every detail. But one of the things we learned is that they agreed to an in-season tournament. Dude. That in-season tournament will be a huge hit with fans. Truth or trash? I'm... This is This is tough for me because I'm not someone who just like consumes a whole bunch of soccer where obviously someone like Chris Verlaud might have a different feeling on this. I'm going to go with truth, but not right away. 
I, but I think that's the same thing that kind of is happening with playing. It's it's having to grow on people, right? Like you have to feel like you're not just supporting losing teams and teams that aren't um, good enough to be in the playoffs because there there's such great competition here in the NBA that I think even like a tournament, an in-season tournament like this could be a really good idea. I'm going to say trash. Okay. What's the tournament? See, but you're the, you're saying so, that now, but we fe- didn't you feel that way about the plan? The plan, you are playing for something. So, if what is special about this tournament? What is special? There's it, there are there other teams coming from around the country to participate against NBA. You're just oh. you're just trying to make the NBA regular season seem more meaningful and attaching a certain select amount of games being in season tournament with the winning team. Each player gets five hundred thousand dollars and what, like. I don't know. Like, do you take pride in the in-season tournament? I'm not trying to minimize it. I just think there has to be a little more Incentive. on the line for fans to care. I would like to say, like, how many teams is it going to be in the play-in? In the play-in? Yeah, and not the play-in, in the uh, in-season uh, tournament. In-season tournament. All the it's team- not- oh, it's all of them? I think all the teams are oh, in the in-season like tournament, a- right? I thought it's there like was talk week- about them being like half the teams or that. Hmm. Well, From just like talk earlier, not to like what it is like now. So I would say it's it's all thirty teams are participating. Okay. I would say bump it up to. I'm trying to think of how to get to a number. I would say, but you should be you should be able to add teams to it. Like if you could get two like European teams, and you could get two G League teams to appear in this tournament with them, just to see how they would do against yeah. other competition. Right? Interesting. Make it a little bit more. Yeah, there's some. There's there's got to be more to it for people to care because if you're just thirty teams are in it. I don't know. I just don't think it because matters. like when you're talking it, about in season tournaments, like the FA Cup is a big one in the UK. That's seven hundred teams. It's literally oh. every soccer team in the country. So it's basically like you're having March Madness in the middle yeah. of the season. It's like, oh man, that's awesome. Here's my question: How? How would it not end up like an all-star game where LeBron doesn't care, no one wants to get hurt, or there's guys... Because it counts toward regular... It's part of okay. the regular season. That's the other thing. These games are count as regular season games. Okay. It's so that's kind of what of, the G League showcase is, right? The winner showcase? The showcase, yeah. They have the showcase cup play, and then it, there's a certain amount of teams who qualify for the tournament at the end. And apparently this... The, the championship or whatever they try to arrange it in the NBA for the in-season champion, whatever you want to call it, the in-season tournament champion. Yeah. They would play that at a neutral site. So the the teams that advance would end up playing a couple more games than everybody else. They would play. See, that I kind of like. I, I would like that to like, oh, a neutral site, that's cool. But then if the Kings were in the finals of that, I'm like, no, I want <laughs> – I want to yeah. play here. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I, I just don't think it's going to be as much of a hit. It feels like a force to me, and okay. it's, it seems like a way to try to wow. make it more entertaining. When it's like, hey, maybe just play fewer games. I don't know. Well, you want people to care. That to me is something huge that I still don't understand about all these big sports. But whatever. Last one on truth or trash. Yeah. If Victor Wembanyama and LeBron James came out of the draft in the same year, Victor would have been drafted ahead of LeBron James. Wow. Uh, that is so... Well, you kind of got to go truth just because of size, right? This is something that's been talked about by Kendra... Excuse me, uh, Malika Andrews. Really? Yeah. What that's did she say? It's been a topic on... I think Jalen Rose or somebody on that show is mentioning that Victor would go number one ahead of LeBron. And the reason... I guess the only reason why, even though he hasn't proven anything, obviously, in the NBA, 
is because of his length. Like, when you look at a sport where you could utilize someone as a rim protector, a shot blocker, but on top of all of that can reach and be a tree above everybody else out there on the floor, why wouldn't you go with that? Even if LeBron James ended up being having the better career or whatever. I think the other thing, too, is like if we went back and it was like Victor was part of the 2003 draft. He wouldn't be what he is today. No, they, he would not. They would be like, no, how many times are we posting him up again? He doesn't have the size yes. to play that five spot. We're now in this draft. It's like, no, this guy's a unicorn. He does everything well. And there are people are really excited about that play from over the weekend where he missed the three, followed that up with an epic <laughs> putback jam that got a lot of people's attention. Um, I'd still say LeBron because of his body size. I think some of the concerns you're hearing about Victor, and as we get closer to the draft, I'm sure there'll be more discussion about it, sure. that he is still growing. And there's concern that he is too big, that these could lead to health issues down the road. That, that like, they are making it like, no, he's he's seven four, and it's like uh, he might be even bigger than that. Oh my that. god, he's seven ten. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's scary with anybody that's like obviously big. Have you in seen the his NBA. pregame routine before games, the like stretching. to get his body ready? Yeah, it's pretty intense. I know. Pretty I intense. Know. Would he go above Darko? Darko, dude. Can you, the Darko tall. hype was crazy. How tall was he? I'll say this. The Victor hype is not as intense as the LeBron hype. LeBron, his hype with his high school games on TV. The NBA is putting every one of Victor's games on their app, which is cool to watch it. But it doesn't have that same buzz. LeBron, well, there was the like. the difference is kind of. Yeah, but I mean, they're playing like afternoon games. Yeah. And stuff. No, for sure. I mean, I think the time difference matters. But I also think there's just some. LeBron. Was everywhere. Yeah. No, it's true. It, I mean, it's it's true. But um, interesting, yeah. interesting little angle there. All right. Coming up next, uh, let's talk some Kings and Pelicans. What are some keys to the Kings win? We'll talk to SactownSports.com's Frankie Cardicelli. He joins us live in studio next. <laughs> Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sports. Kings in New Orleans. The Pelicans favored by four points in this game against the Kings, who starts the first night of a back-to-back tonight in New Orleans for the Pelicans tomorrow night against the Mavs in Dallas. And the Kings have a chance to win the Pacific Division if they win tonight or if the Suns lose to the Spurs. So that's not going to happen, right? The, there's, the Spurs are not going to win back-to-back games. And I saw their injury report. Zach Collins not playing in that game. Ooh. He's unlikely to play. I think Pop's gone, why did we win that Saturday? You guys played too hard. I'm going to make it a little more challenging. You're gone. Yeah, that's what's going on. And um, you know what? I think the Spurs have a chance. Okay. They That'd be to, wild. They have to. Then the, what, Portland, that's such a Minnesota? dumb thing to say. Thank you. <laughs> Out to yourself. I know. Just Weird. Don't harden yourself. I know. Like that. Sorry. Uh, shout out to our guy, Frankie Cardicelli, who's Woo-hoo. joining us in studio, of course. You can check out his Rip City, work. Portland. Yeah, that's where he was. Saved it, for the, saved it on the air. Okay. Sacktownsports.com. You can read all of Frankie's work. Uh, Frankie, I was making the case to Morgan at the start of the show, and Chris, like, this is a huge game tonight. And I look, they lose the game. It doesn't mean everything falls apart. But I'm just talking about, like, who is this team after what happened to the Spurs, right against the Spurs? They played a little soft in that game. They didn't come out with that edge. They've had this talk of, 
we want to win 50 games. They kind of downplayed the significance of making the playoffs. They were happy for the fans, but they have bigger goals. The way they played the other night was like they are cool with just walking right into the playoffs and getting ready. I think tonight against a Pelicans team in desperate need of a win with a lot on the line, the matchups, the defense, it's a big game for Sacramento. Yeah, it's a big game. And I think when you look at the past three games, really, in Portland, too, they kind of, my word, sleepwalk. I think they kind of sleepwalk through those games. And there was no real urgency. I'm not sure if that's something you guys have talked about as far as, you know, it just didn't seem like the same Kings we've seen against games that, where there's not, you know, necessarily more on the line because there wasn't anything on the line at all, uh, really, <laughs> in the Minnesota game either. But, um, well, there was I mean, a technically, that's the thing. Like, I think that's what made the San Antonio game yeah. so irritating. Like the Minnesota game, Minnesota can be a good team. We yeah. know that they're kind of in there. But it was a disappointing performance at home with a chance to clinch at home. Sure. And then you come home Friday night, there's 400 people at the airport. They're, and, they're the great you. And then you show up flat against a shorthanded team with a chance to win the division in front of them. And this is what I'll say too, Frankie, because I think sometimes we, we go like, you know, NBA players, they weren't feeling the pressure of this. And we even talked about that with Chris Watkins earlier this week. What's today? Tuesday? So we talked about it with him yesterday. But I, I look at these situations and for NBA players that especially haven't had these accomplishments, whether it's been for so long at all in the league or whatever it may be, they know what's at stake. They know what's on the line. And I also felt like that pressure was kind of hovering over them in a couple of these games. I don't know. Yeah, they, they haven't looked right. And I'm, it's not necessarily a great get right opportunity in, in New Orleans where I'm assuming it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. I mean, I'm, I'm not mm. sure how amped up the fans are out there for this game, but it's, it's their biggest game of the season to this point. You're not Pelican, expect- they, they, they won't even sell the you're, game out tonight. You're not hey. expecting the no. King Center to be this no, it's, wild? It's honestly one of the more disappointing home courts in the NBA. They're just, it's, just, it's a Saints town, Why man. That, that is. Just, just football town? Yeah, I think it is. And, I mean, it's not like the Pelicans have given them a ton over the years to be, like, super engaged with. Like, have they ever had a contending team? They've had good players, right? Well, we're one sports town, you know? Yeah. One, that's it, you it's, know? It's, yeah, you don't really have to come. And that's why, like, when NFL comes around, NFL always wins in conversations. But now that the Kings are, like, the the thing in yeah. this town, it's like that people want that injected into their veins. Which is what makes... It's so unfortunate about what's happened the past two home games. Yeah. And it's something I think Kevin Herter said that he – they don't really know. They think that it might be a sense of comfortability. I just don't see urgency. And even against San Antonio where the team, you know, they were losing for most of the game, you knew they were going to come back. Even like the Utah game on the road, you just know like this, okay, well, they're just kind of walking through it right now and they're going to make a comeback. They do. But then when it came to late game situations, when you – that game speed – Speeds up, and the other teams like Utah at the game a couple weeks ago, and then San Antonio, they're playing their asses off. Yeah. You have to match that. And I just didn't see it from the eye test. It didn't seem like the Kings were matching that intensity. No. And that's why I don't think it was a pressure thing. I think it was just like they walked into that game going, we're back at home. We win this game. We clinch. Win in the fourth. Champagne. You think we're worried about Champagne? You think we're worried about... Name the random Spurs player. <laughs> Doug yeah. McDermott. Yes. Zach Collins. Like... I think they, they went in, they didn't have that urgency. And I felt like, it, even into the third, I'm, I was thinking, all right, come out half, stop playing around. You get to the fourth quarter, Fox took a bad three, and then he got blown by. Quick timeout from Mike Brown, and then after that, Fox was attacking, getting inside the paint, getting the mid-range game going. I'm like, okay, then they take the lead. All right, they settle it down. But the Spurs already had their confidence. They are already playing hard. They knew that they were going to outwork this team. And 
I, I was just so disappointed by it. It was, it's not like I'm worried about things, but I, it's just like you got to finish strong because there still is, there's still stuff on the line and you need to play better at home. We've said it all year long. And for a while I was trying to excuse it like, hey, everyone kind of has mediocre home records in the West. You know, the, the West is so good, but they've just had losses at home that against the Hornets. Mm. Uh, the Wizards, when the Wizards were up by 30 this game, the San Antonio, the Sixers, when Embiid and Harden and others weren't playing for them. And you just go, this, this fan base is thirsty. They want to have some fun on the home floor. It's been an awesome season. I think everyone has that perspective. But I think the last couple of home games specifically, the fans have been so let down by the performance against Minnesota and then this game. That it sucked the life out of that place. The, the atmosphere, I think, has been terrible, and the Kings haven't given them anything to root for. Yeah, it's not on the fans at all. It's just no. because there and there have been some whistles too. Like the, the pace of play has really been slowed down. There's been a lot of foul calls. I think it was uh, the Minnesota game, or I think there was 50 fouls in that game. There was a lot of lot of whistles that slowed down the pace of play. And the Kings, that's how they kind of get out and run. They, that's how they they beat teams. They get out and they run uh, and transition. And when that's taken away from them, we see what it can happen. But no, it's super unfortunate what's happened at home. You have to be better, especially in the playoffs. You're hosting a playoff series. This can't happen, obviously. Uh, but I, I think the Kings have done a good job this season of responding to adversity. They've done a good job of following up disappointing uh, showings with, with games where you go, okay, they're going to be fine. That's why they didn't lose three in a row. I don't know if they've lost three in a row still since November. Mm-mm. Since so. late November, that stretch of Atlanta, Boston, and Phoenix, and then you had to go back to the start of the season where they were 0-4. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they respond. They respond. So I'm, I'm hoping to see that tonight, and uh, I'm not really ready to ring any you know alarms or anything like that. I think it'd take a lot more because right now it's all house money. So Ringing alarms. De'Aaron was talking about alarms the other day, or it's alarming, or, you know, just, just again, it's because now they're not – they're not doing enough good in big enough patches right now, right? Especially against teams that are under 500 or are G League worthy, however you want to put it. I think one of the alarms or concerning things is when a zone is thrown at the Kings. They seem, and a lot of teams do this, They it, teams will be put off, like not sure what to do and like forget to attack the gaps and understand like if you like, put a whole bunch of people on the weak side, you know, like stack it up over there and just like create something different on the offensive end than what you're even used to. Um, is it at all concerning to you if you look into the postseason and you see teams starting to throw different defenses at this high-powered Kings offense? No, I mean, I think it's something that has happened already. And I think that's something that Mike Brown and other teams for sure know how to game plan for. I mean, Mike Brown's been through so many things. I had a friend of mine uh, – Lakers fan friend oh, trying to friend, huh? trying. Yes. He's mm. a, he's a friend Weird. Uh, trying yeah. to tell me that the Kings offense just, it won't survive in the playoffs because the game speed, the game's just different. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I, I think that that's something that the players know and Mike Brown and the coaching staff knows as well, but you, you can't bank on that. I mean, yeah. you can't just assume that's going to happen for any team. You can't, Kings can't assume that anything's going to be the same or different. I mean, it's the playoffs are a different beast. No one knows. The Kings are the great unknown of the playoffs, in my opinion, because a lot of these players are inexperienced. That's a good point. They could So the, the teams that are sitting there, the fans of teams that are sitting there thinking, oh, we're going to throw this at them, and that's going to ca- catch them off guard. How do you know that? I mean, how do you know that they're not saving some things for the postseason? They can't can roll out the same formula and expect it to be, you know, to a T the same thing. I think that Mike Brown has some tricks up his sleeve for, th- for different defensive schemes or any situation. And that's the thing. 
you've seen what Mike Brown's accomplished over the years, especially last year during, during the Warriors championship run. His coaching staff's got a lot of experience, you know, and that's where I think the Kings have some sort of advantage because you, you look around the Lakers, Darvin Ham's in his first year. I know he's been a part of staffs, like not, but Mike Brown has been a head coach of great teams. You know, uh, Mike Brown has been a lead assistant on a championship yeah. team. He's had to devise different game plans. And, you know, some of it, it helps too when you got the legit personnel that the Warriors had last year. But I, I, I'm very confident in this coaching staff's ability to prepare these guys. I'm with you. I, I think, I, but it is fun to think about when you say that the Kings are like the, the most unknown. Like what's, what are they going to be like in the postseason? And I think at, at, there's a part of that that, um, that gives them an advantage in some ways, right? Like yeah. teams don't know what to expect of them, but there are coaches on this coaching staff and some players that have that experience that maybe they have a different switch that they'll be turning on. Uh, we have to take a break on the radio side. We're going to be back in uh, 60 seconds. We should encourage you to go to sacktownsports.com and buy your tickets for country in the park. Frank, are you excited for it? You're the Kings Cowboy. Are you a big country guy or are you like, oh, you just like the event? Uh, the event's fun. The, the event's event is, fun. yeah. The event's okay. fun. Yeah, I don't listen to me country, but the event's fun. That's coming up in May? May 5th and 6th coming up? It's crazy. We're already April 4th. I mean, yeah, it's kind of insane. Dude, get your tickets. Go to uh, SacktownSports.com. We got more with Frankie coming up. It's Deuce and Moe on Sacktown Sports 1140 and SacktownSports.com. On Sacktown Sports. Kings, Pelicans. And the big easy tonight. How will the Kings respond? It's Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, whether you're listening on the radio side at 1140 a.m. or on the Sacktown Sports app. You can get that app for free at SacktownSports.com. Shout out the YouTube people, too. YouTube.com. Shout out. Slash Sacktown Sports, 1140. Appreciate Enforcer, EJ, Sean, JJ, Sub, Patrick in the building. And we're hanging out with SacktownSports.com's Frankie Cardicelli. Hey, Frankie, um, something I keep bringing up to everyone, I'm curious to get your theory on it, just the home versus road difference. Like oh. I was looking at the numbers the other day. The Kings' defense at home is rated 29th. On the road, it's 9th. What's up with the disparity? It doesn't make sense. I feel like this team gets up for the, for the road. I mean, I think that the Kings have had such... I think there's like an emphasis on, on winning road games in the NBA, or in sports in general. Winning yeah. away from home, there's such an emphasis. And I think this team really takes that... Um, you know, it's very serious for them. And you can see it on them. I, I never question their intensity on the road, ever. Yeah. You can tell they're locked in. You can see them going full tilt every play. But I'm telling you, it's something the players have talked about, too, at home. It's just not the same. And That's I, weird. It, it's... It, I wanna, if I know that there's 18,000 people yeah. ready to go berserk when I come out on the floor, I'm going out there. I'm giving, I'm putting on a show. It's not like they're not trying. No, yeah. It's just that they're not, they're not trying. That Spurs, that's, no, no, no. That Spurs, <laughs> I think they fall in the traps. It's like, hey, let's just knock down some threes and let's just go crazy, go for the highlight. You know what? In Sacramento, you know what the highlight is? A defensive stop. You know what I mean? Like, you, you get a stop defensively, people go crazy at Golden 1 Center. Well, yeah. that and Hunter Patterson was saying with us that he was like, 
their shooting numbers aren't as good on their home floor either, you know. And and then we started talking about maybe because of their defense and their flow and not like getting into some of those shots in transition and how that really can help with the way that they're knocking down some of those shots. But yeah, I'm with you. They have all the energy. They have the sixth man, you know, from the crowd and all those things. Um, whatever it is, though. They've also got to flip that switch. They've got to understand, like, there's a different mentality that they have to have on their home floor. Yeah, different play styles, but also, like, the three-point shots just aren't falling. And they're getting good looks. It happened against Minnesota. It happened I, the I other night. Like the, I didn't like the looks against San Antonio. You didn't like the looks? Well, not from Deer and Fox. Uh, o of 8. Well, I mean, I, it's not well, just the 0 for 8. It's There was a lot of, like, oh, I'm just going to create something on my own right now. Get some catch-and-shoot looks. So, Let's get the ball moving around. Don't settle. De'Aaron Fox does not need to be taking eight threes a game. I, I love him. I think he's improved in every aspect of the game. Eight threes is too much. And what did he do in the fourth quarter? He went, attack. okay, fine, I'm going to attack. And then he got like 14 points. I mean, this is stuff you got to put your imprint on the game early. If I'm in the locker room right now, I'm getting fired up today. Uh, we, I might break something today. We know. You fire After up. I eat a, a, a dry pelican leg, a leg. Uh, jerky. No, 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 not jerky. even cooked. Okay, we're going raw. Going yeah, raw. <laughs> no, I'm sending a message. You might get, a, you might get some kind of disease. He's going to actually take a pelican while it's alive. No, and say, you see no. this, and then he's going to fight it. Sacrifice neck. a pelican. Look, I wasn't going to go that far. The blood is just going to be all over that far. Getting primal, man. I'm, what a creep. I'm trying to get these guys amped up for what is tonight. I don't need – do not settle. We don't settle in Sacramento. We play with force and we get after it. <laughs> I wanted to hear what Frankie wanted to say. No, no Frankie. Let, let me, no, no, Frankie. Do, I'm amped. Do you want a banner? Like, do you want the Pacific – are you wanting to see this banner? Is that what's getting you motivated? Like, is that what you want to see? Like, is what's that- motivate – you know what motivates me? Oh, Being on a on. winning team. I want to go win a game. I want to go on the road and beat the Pelicans and say, you don't want to face us in the first round. Then I want to go beat the Mavs the next night and bury them. Then I want to come back Friday against the Warriors and go, oh, you want the short trip to Sacramento? Are you sure? Yeah. We're destroying you too. Yeah. It's a mindset. you got to play with an edge and some physicality tonight. The playoffs don't start April 15th in Deuce Mason's League. <laughs> they start tonight in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Hey, hold on. Ah! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> so this 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 brings the this is the question. This is a very important question. Is tonight a must-win game? It's not a must-win. Uh, all sure. that is not must-win? <laughs> Frankie, I'm, I don't know how many times to tell you what must-win means. Must-win means if you lose, it's over. No, it's not over. But you know what? It's going to tell you about this team, about how they respond tonight. I know the Pelicans are good, and they've been playing good basketball. But the effort we saw, the casualness I saw Sunday afternoon. It's poopy. Like it was a chill poopy. Sunday. Sunday fun day. That's it. The Kings were walking around like it was Sunday fun day. No, this is Sunday. We're going to go kick someone's ass day. But, but you, know, you know that Mike Brown and that coaching staff just lit, completely lit into them. You know he, that but they did. That's my problem. That doesn't need to be happening now. So you're you're more disappointed in the fact that it's happened in the first. I mean, not more. It's happening the, too yeah. often late in the year, and I'm sure care that you made the playoffs and you're comfy in the number three seed. It's about getting the right habits because you're not a perfect team. You haven't won a championship. Uh, you got to come out with some force against the Pelicans. This Pelicans team is looking at the Kings tonight, going, "We're winning the game. We're winning this game. We, we've shown it before. We're going to beat this team." And that's tonight. fair. They've been playing good basketball. Give them some credit, but. The Sacramento Kings have showed up against teams, you know, I'll say on their level. They've played, I mean, look yeah. at the, the recent games they've played, Minnesota was a battle. 
That was a bummer. But you even go back a little further to Boston. You know that game they competed for a majority yeah. of that game. The Milwaukee game was. I mean, I liked their it. quote unquote best loss yeah. of the season. So they have been playing some bad teams. They've been playing down to. I hate to make excuses. Playing down to the level of opponents. I think that is a thing in in sports. I mean, I think it happened to more teams than just the Sacramento Kings. It happened to the Minnesota Timberwolves the other night. I think it was the biggest. Uh, I know you hate spreads, but they're what eighteen and a half point yeah. favorites. They lose, dude. Yeah, biggest spreads. I don't understand spreads. <laughs> well, <laughs> still, I it, I think it should be noted too. De'Aaron Fox has not played against the Pelicans, and yeah. De'Aaron's had some big games against the Pelicans over the years. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I do wonder too with the 0 for 8 from three. Something I brought up to Morgan the other night is, I mean, we know the hamstring has been bugging yes. him. I do wonder if like there is some. I think uh, when I look at that game, though, I really believe that it was more settling from a. Uh, mental standpoint, right? I think there was something about him and the rest of the squad settling from beyond the arc and not taking into the paint, not taking that extra step, not necessarily due to anyone's health, any fatigue or any of that. I think it was a mentality and they weren't attacking. And sometimes too, it's going to be the, the tone and the type of play is going to be contagious of how your leaders play. And when De'Aaron Fox isn't attacking, there's going to be other guys that follow. Right. And that's why you got, that's why it's, it's always going to, Always going to end up on his shoulders. Yeah, Always. I, I agree. I, I think that that was a question I had too is, is he settling for threes because he doesn't want to push the hamstring? But he told the media that he felt fine in the first place. The team was being you know, very protective of him. He tried to come back, said no. They gave him a day anyways. He felt fine. He said if he was coming back, no minute restriction. If he was feeling anything at all, I think they put him in bubble wrap and to say, you know what? They already clinched, we already clinched home court. Let's yep. not even risk it. But he plays, he's feeling fine. I think it's a matter of him just trying new things. The three point shot. Was working for him for a while there. He was knocking down threes at a pretty impressive rate. It's it's slowed down, and I think once that happens, you have to kind of try and switch things up and not just settle. And that's what he did late in the game. And obviously, it was a little too late. Overtime, you know, the Spurs give Greg Popovich some some credit too. This team they swarmed De'Aaron Fox in overtime. He didn't score a point, uh, but I'd like to see him tonight attack the inside for sure. I mean, Valanciunas has been a beast against the Kings, but um, he's not really a known rim protector. So I, I would attack the paint. Attack him. What's your feel? Oh, I feel like the Kings are going to bounce back. I don't think I'm not trying to be a and homer. Win? I think I think so. I'm not trying to be a homer by any means. It just feels like what's ingrained in my DNA is just that. Oh man, like playing a tough game tonight. But I, this is not the same team. This is not this. This is not the same Sacramento Kings we've come to know for the past 20 years. They have shown, like I said, they can bounce back. I think they're going to bounce back tonight. Ooh, Frankie, getting me amped. Not Deuce, Frankie. I didn't get you guys a lawyer. I'm kidding. Oh my god. Yeah, both of us. Uh, You're gonna bite the head off a pelican. I did picture blood like pelican blood coming. But then I got into the real nitty gritty with it. And you're like, just the eggs I'm cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I heard I heard there's some uh, slander for scrambled eggs, by the way, which I don't really agree with. How do you prepare your eggs? Scrambled. I I like them in a lot of different ways, but I mean scrambled is fine, but like omelets. See, you're like our little child, Frankie. Do you eat a uh, pelican omelet? Um I'm pretty picky, probably not. Why? From a pelican. Yeah, to send a message like, hey, pelican. How does how so, does Frankie eating a pelican <laughs> omelet send any message I, to anyone? I record it and what, tag tag the pelican's yeah. Twitter? Yeah. Is that what you're going to do? Might. And PETA okay. and like all these like animal, like pelican activists. Is it illegal to eat a pelican egg? Does anyone know? Do people eat pelican, period? You don't, don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't. <laughs> it's illegal. 
You can't get into it. Hey, is, is Frankie it's staying? It's easier oh. to ask for forgiveness yeah. than ask for permission. That is true. I know a guy, too. Is, you got a guy? Is Frankie staying for... Uh, we've never had Frankie for story time. I, I don't know. Does Frankie want to hang out? Do you, yeah. do you want to hang sure. out one yeah. more time for, yeah. for story time? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want awkward Frankie yeah. for story time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Awkward. Story time with Christopher Lott is straight ahead. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. Insane. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Set Town Sports. You know, during the break, we were ranking top five pets. You were. And I was just saying, I don't think cats are in the top five. So really- this comes from, by the way, I grew up around cats. Frankie, how many do you have? He had too many. Two bedroom apartment with like six kids and five cats. Okay. See? Okay. So yeah. Cats I, you know have, what my cat used to do? What? I, you had a bad experience, I'm sure. No, this is actually cute what he... What the, okay. No, it's not. It's not cute. Say what it it's is. sad is what it is. Because, you know, spaying and neutering cats? Pfft, no. Let them his run mo- wild. His mom. Look them all in. Obviously, we took a cat away not too soon. Where this cat, didn't matter the age, would you'd be sleeping and then be just sucking on your earlobe. Like suckling. Affection. Like I had milk coming from my ear. How gross. But cute. Yeah. Just, it's a combo. It's sad. But at the same time, it's like it trusted you. Yeah. The cat trusted you. It stuck its claws in your face. Yeah. Cat, cats feed off your negative energy. I think all dogs or all pets kind of do that. And then someone was also mentioning that uh, cats literally clean themselves. The dogs do too. Yeah. But cats, as- cats can like clean themselves. Our dogs are like... Did I clean myself? Yeah, in you that know. exact voice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, hanging out with Frankie Cardicelli. And it's time for Frankie to experience a little story time with Chris Verlod, baby. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. It's that time of the day where Chris Verlod gives you the stories that you need to hear. Or maybe not. Story time with Chris Verlod, baby! All right, Chris, what do you have today? I don't think this week, th- today is that dark. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Oh, yeah, you we're talking about pets. Would you guys want to pet a uh, squirrel? Oh, no. yeah. No. Yeah? I do. No. They're too, they're too no, fast. I, lo- I would love a pet squirrel. Uh, something that can just jump on your face at any time, like with no problem. That's no, I'm any out. animal, Deuce. Oh, yeah? A bird, a cat. A dog's going to jump Anything on your Anything but a fish. A squirrel. You're cool with a pet squirrel. Look at me and say that, Frankie. No. But you have it since no. it was a baby. But what can they do? They don't. They just run around like spazzes the yeah, whole time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What? What do you? It's think? Like a fly, but bigger. So let's go to Scotland, United Kingdom. This is courtesy of the BBC. <coughs> if you're Michelle Collins, you would not want a squirrel as a pet. Okay. She is not a fan of them. <laughs> she says that they have been terrorizing her for three years. She says she is terrified of going into her kitchen every morning, and the squirrels have quote left her on the on the end of a tether. <laughs> Michelle says she lives near uh, a woodland area, and they come in the house at night. They chew through walls and doors. No matter where she hides the dog food, they find it, and they chew their way through. She also hired what they call a pest controller, who gave up after trying everything to catch the squirrels, but couldn't do it. Also, the squirrels in Scotland are no joke. Pest controller Scott McIntyre says the worst damage he has ever seen was when squirrels chewed through every electrical cable 
and the whole house had to be rewired for 30,000 pounds. Yeah, wow. He said he also has been attacked when he cornered three squirrels in an attic, and they jumped on him and tried to claw and bite him. Oh, so if you're going to Scotland anytime soon, beware of the squirrels. I'm I'm aware of every wild animal. I don't mess with any of them. I respect them, and I think the animals are cool to look at. He's Frankie. afraid of turkeys. They're very aggressive. Oh animals. my god, you. you guys! You. The ones like that are out here. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. very gre- they're no, aggressive. You they... go you go to Ansel Hoffman and you see a turkey. Just yes. make sure you're at least forty five feet away on Easy. the golf course. What about grasshoppers? Nothing wrong with those. Grasshoppers cannot stand bugs. No. And Chris is referencing this because some in Carmichael in the mid-90s, we had a grasshopper infant. What? They took over I our mean, apartment complex. I, I, Deuce, I hate bugs. I had like a mental breakdown in college because our, our apartment in Chico was being swarmed by stink bugs, which are like the, <gasps> yeah. they have like the shield back and they're like they're they're beetly mm-hmm. and they were like on your screen in the morning. There just would be like thirty of them on yeah. the screen. I like freaked out. Oh, I, I would I, have an anxiety attack. There's not that. one. The only bug that I'm like kind of cool with. Pray mantlets. Hell no. No, yeah, stab you with their little... The female, the men. The the only bug I'm cool with, ladybugs. Okay. They're just so nice. What about a roly-poly? Yeah. They're cool. Isn't it weird that once you get like past seven, they don't exist anymore? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That's a a good point. How many many ones you rolled up as a kid, like rolled them down the street? (laughs) 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 No, but I don't play with wild animals. I respect them. Uh, A deer... Oh, deer so pretty. Not feeding a deer. No. They, really? Those also have, I mean, they can be aggressive too, I think. Yes. Yeah. But like. They're wild animals. You don't play with them. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm like Snow White and I could speak to wild animals and these squirrels would not ruin my house because I would be nice to them. You like frogs? Do you approach frogs? I used to. I used to catch them all the time. Allie does. Allie loves approaching frogs. I wouldn't anymore though. Yeah. Like I have a different, like, yeah. I it's so funny. I always have this fear of killing any bug mm. on accident. I never want to kill a bug. Um, you want I, to do it on purpose? No. What if it's a wasp? No, I just don't want to. Ki- I don't want to kill okay. it. Even if I say take care of it, I don't want to know if you're killing it. Just take care of it, okay. right? Where I like, I do the whole like takes me thirty minutes just to get a spider out because I do plastic thing, do the paper underneath, and try and like grab it out without like being scared and shaky. Okay. Ah. If it's a wasp, I have to give me. I'm going to get it out of here. You son. What's next? How about a good story? Yeah. We we haven't had many good stories. Okay. Okay. Salem, New Jersey. This is courtesy of Fox 9. In 2021, 73-year-old William Samil Jr. called an Uber after his medical appointment and was picked up by 33-year-old Tim Letts. William said he introduced himself, just started talking. He also told them the procedure he had just had and some of the trying effects of the dialysis that he was experiencing. He said he was on the transplant list for a kidney after being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes about 30 years ago. Then, as Tim dropped him off at his home, he told William, God must have put you in my car. If you'll take my name and number, I'd like to donate a kidney to you. And he wasn't just talk. Several weeks later, Tim told William he was a match and donated his kidney later that year. William said since his surgery, he's felt excited, elated, fortunate, blessed, happy, Unfortunately, they have not seen each other since the surgery because Tim moved to Germany, but they still keep in touch through phone calls, text messages, and emails. That, why is that story so nice? No one died. I they... know. You're just waiting. But it turns out. Yeah. No, there's no but. There's no but. Wow. That's just a stranger? Just a stranger in an Uber. Wow. Him, I got it. Wow. 
Frankie brings the good energy and the good story. Okay, well, we can't talk crap about that one. Give I'm, us another. Imagine s- like oh. reading reviews. Go five star review. Why, this guy gave a <laughs> what? Frank <laughs> kidney. Dude, this guy. Four and a half. Yeah. Too much talking. Yeah. <laughs> this music was terrible. Give us another one. Sterling, Virginia, WUSA 9. Tanner Cook is a content creator for the YouTube page Classified Goons and was doing prank pranks inside the Dulles Town Center Mall. But he pranked the wrong guy. Tanner said, I was playing a prank and a simple practical joke, and this guy did not take it very well. Ooh. That's one way to say it. Tanner's father said, there was a phone that was around him, and they were interviewing or talking to him, and he didn't like it, and he pulled out his gun and shot my son. Oh. Cook remains hospitalized after one bullet pierced through his stomach and liver. The suspect, Alan Coley, was arrested and charged with aggravated malicious wounding, use of a firearm in the commission of a felony, and discharging a firearm within a building. The mall was also closed down for the day but has reopened since. Chris's story placement is just fascinating, right? (laughs) You can't end with, like, the guy giving his kidney. No. It's like, oh, squirrel attack. Oh, great oh, story. Yeah. <laughs> Prank gone wrong. I did take a look at the guy's YouTube page, and his dad's just like, oh, he's just, like, having fun. Guy's kind of a D-bag. Is Classic he? fun. Yeah. Dude, Classic fun. Prank, prank comedy, the whole, like, scaring people and... and it's like a thumbnail of like this. He's like, I shot my friend, question mark. Like with the hands on your face, yeah. like with the graphic. Yeah. What, what's the worst my... prank that you've ever done or had done to you? Ooh. I got it. You go ahead first, Chris. Okay, this is a prank. We still talk about it to this day as my cousin. She turned, she's like six weeks older than me and she turned 18. So I told her mom, I told my mom, because I can't buy anything, like, hey, get her everything that you need for like once you turn 18. And she got, like, a couple of lottery tickets. Well, I went to Spencer's Gift, and in the lottery tickets, I got a fake lottery ticket. <gasps> no! So, like that, a scratch it? Yes, or like, yes, okay. so a scratcher. That's a cool one. So, when she's doing all of this, she kind of says out to... And <laughs> my, her house was just, like, packed with people. Everybody there celebrating her 18th birthday, our entire family. And she kind of just goes, like... I just won a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my! <laughs> then she God. screams out, "I won a hundred thousand dollars!" The whole place is going crazy. She's crying. <laughs> my uh, aunt is crying. Every and then I go in there and I'm like, "Oh, ch- turn it, check out how to take it in." And then that's when she realized. So then, when they realized uh. that. Were you the only one that knew that you put the fake one in there? My or- uncle figured it out because I gave it to her. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty. Chris, that's like actually mean. Pretty, I would have pretty mean. Wait, so I guess in that one, if she had taken out the gun and shot you, it would have been like the what? no, like the prank that went wrong, right? That's like one of those things that would have happened. Have shot me. It was a fun prank. <laughs> you have anything like a prank that I was a part of? I can't imagine you pulling a prank. No, on well, we were You're just like there, I, I put. No. A, I'm with stupid sticker on his okay, backpack. No, no, there was a lot of us. Um, we were in high <laughs> school, know. and the, we're, he doesn't have anything. We were in high school, and this guy who like was in our, you know, was on our, our football team. Uh, he wanted to buy something that he would smoke, and okay. so we had some friends that were like, "Oh yeah, we'll get you some we'll get salmon." You. Yeah. yeah, some yeah, we'll get you something. Yeah, and they went out to the outfield of the baseball field, and they pulled just grass, mm. and they put it in a Ziploc baggie. And they gave it to him for $30. And then he told us the next day he smoked it. 
And he's like, I've never been so high. Yeah. Life, no. Bro. That's what, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we did in high school. It's, I was like, there's a part of a group. It obviously yeah. wasn't my Frankie, idea. That's a, you should honestly, you should turn yourself in. That's, that's probably a not terrible safe. prank Disgusting. to do either. It's probably not safe to inhale grass like that. Yeah, with probably that chemicals. Pest, pesticides. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he's all right. He's fine. He's married now. He's, he's good. Oh, he's okay. thank God. Okay. He's alive. When did you tell him that it was? Yeah, uh, I wasn't there for. I heard he found. I, we, I saw him at practice the next day. Then he was like, "Oh, what the hell?" It's like, "Yeah, you're an idiot." It's grass. It's clearly gl- grass clippings. It's clearly from the outfield. You'd know that. Hey, I didn't think Frankie had it in him. What do you guys think I am? Just some like I don't know, like beagle square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just a square. I mean, right. that wasn't that bad. Oh, Sweet. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought that was. Do you prefer great. that Let's humiliation? Right. There are pranks I've done that I can't even talk about. Yeah, but that doesn't make you a good. No, or... it doesn't. I'm not saying it, but that, I mean that's like, wow. Ooh, gave someone some grass clippings. Look out! I liked your. Prank. I think it was funny. I All did right, too. Coming up next, <laughs> thanks, thanks for hanging out, Frankie. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. Make sure to check out Frankie's work too. Sacktownsports.com. He's gonna have so much stuff, especially come playoff time. He's gonna be all over it. You want exclusive content? Go to Sacktownsports.com. Coming up, it's closing time. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. Sacktownsports.com. Sports leader. Sacktown Sports. Pelicans tonight. It's a big one. Let's see how the Kings respond after what went down in San Antonio. Or against San Antonio. We should also mention again, if you want to check out Frankie Cardicelli, he's got coverage of the Kings. He's done it all year. Yeah. It's going to go into the playoffs. You're going to want to be locked into SacktownSports.com. Also, download the free Sacktown Sports app. Because then you can read all the stories, get podcasts, get the, all the shows on demand. Everything is at SacktownSports.com and the Sacktown Sports app. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? I was just giving you a hell yeah. Oh, man. Uh, are you nervous about tonight's game? I feel like the rest of the regular season, I am nervous about all these games for different reasons. You know, um, I don't. I don't want to see them limp through the rest of these games. I, 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 there's, everyone's pretty healthy. They are playing or can be playing better basketball than they've played all season long because they have so many things that have just come together so well for themselves. And yeah, I just want to see them put it together strong as they head into the postseason, not only to to give other teams like a, ooh, maybe there is something there, but to also prove to themselves, like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're down here or up there, we're going to kick your ass. Look at you. You kind of say it calm and it fires me up. You're really? Not, like I was doing the yelling, get everyone amped. You kind of went in there with like, That's no. what type of leader I am, you know? I'm better, but oh. yeah. <laughs> Let's get to closing time. Closing time. It's closing time. But before we go, you know we have to give you a last call. One interesting note, Jim Nance called his last March Madness. He had been calling it since like 91. I know. Insane that he's decided, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing CBS. I'm going to keep doing, uh, I'm sorry, the NFL and CBS with Tony Romo, the Masters. The other thing that he was talking about uh, was that it's just so hard to prepare for so many games. And he's, you know, he does it year after year after year. 
He's giving it up. I love it. You want to be great at everything you do, and you don't want to spread yourself too thin, and you want to make sure, especially with this stuff, that people can can feel your love for that sport or for yeah. that team and, and that you did your homework. And I think that's so very important nowadays when there are so many, there are a lot of companies that are like, hey, you can just do it all. And it's like, no, 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 let's be great at things and good for him for recognizing that and going off on a very high note. I think it's really cool, though, too, because of his ties with the University of Houston that the last March Madness he ever calls was in Houston. That was obviously symbolic for him. As I mentioned, he's still going to be doing the Masters, which is later this week. He hopes that his final career broadcasting assignment is will be the 100th edition of the Masters in April of 2036. Okay. How old will he be? He's going to be close to 80 then. Oh, he could do that. Look at G-Man. Prime for golf. Yeah. He could totally do it. Is golf? Prime for golf. Yeah. 2036. Are we even going to be here? Then, you know, I mean, there golf might even going to exist, right? Like, there's not going to be any green lawns out there, <laughs> and everything's going to be like hell has come over. But like, uh, who cares? Find another evolve golf. Well, congrats, Jim Nance. That's yeah, a big deal. Uh, the cool. new Barbie movie cast uh, is being revealed. John Cena is in it. Uh, Margot Robbie, Michael Sarah, Will Ferrell, Ryan Gosling, others. Are you in on this new Barbie? movie and were, were you a barbie person oh i was definitely i loved barbies like you're a barbie girl i'm a barbie girl um, in a barbie world yes you know it's funny they never had the basketball barbies until i was older which is very disappointing um but i loved barbies i did i played barbies a lot with my sister growing up uh before my chaotic life but when yeah. i was at a time in my life when it was just my mom me and my sister she played with barbies all the time i'd play you know what I got as a gift one time? What'd you get? The uh, shaved can, the can that oh, you can shave. I loved it, dude. You know I what? I was into it. I do. The only thing, and I know, like, this isn't a big deal, and so many people be like, what? I do wish there were like bigger Barbies because I remember growing up being like, does my waist have to be that small to succeed? <laughs> um, no, and it doesn't. It doesn't need to be that small. But you know, they're they're trying. Barbies trying a little harder to make sure that they're empowering. Yeah. Um, but diversity for the movie. More. But yeah, so for the movie. No, I'm not excited. <laughs> Kings Pelicans tonight. Will the beam be lit at G? One, C. Um, I'm going to say no. Wow. Not feeling it. Let's be wrong. Prove me wrong, Kings. Prove me wrong. I'm not feeling it. I'm going to just, I'm going to go with yes because I want it, but who knows? Is that jinx in it? Who knows anymore? Light the beam. Light the beam, Chris. Did I say it too early. So Sacramento, do cool hands. Light the Coming up next, it's Cattles and Rami. Nick Cattles is back. We love you guys, but we got to go. See ya.